Welcome back. No means no things. No means no nicks. No means what did I call it? No means nobodies. That's no the one bad. I said. No means nomads. To no means, no means nomads. nomads. That's, that's what I was. To to the no means no thing. No means nothing podcast episode. I believe fifty eight. If we number these kind of ones, uh, I am one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michelle. Your bell. And today is a incredibly special episode. We are beyond thrilled to finally have on a absolute luminary. You know him and you love him. Ladies and gentlemen, John Wright. John, welcome to the program. Hello. 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 <laughs> hey, it's, it's working here. The internet is working. Excellent, excellent, excellent. John is joining us from uh, his, uh, well, home, presumably, in the land of British Columbia, Canada, and uh, audio only. So uh, bear with us because we, we can't uh, see his silly face, although I have tacked a caricature of it to my monitor. Uh, we can God. see each other. We can't see him. So we're going to actually have to listen to him for a change. Oh, Lord. Oh, well, Lord. I'm very disheveled. So it's you're very, very disheveled here. <sighs> Par for the so course. It's probably, probably for, the, for best. the best. Probably for the best. As long as you have a fanny pack and uh, jams on, John, uh, we're all good. <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? It's the uniform. Is this camera working? Actually working, anyways? <laughs> no, but the one behind you is. The oh one right, right. Mm-hmm. Your place. Yeah. Um, well, we right. see his hair sticking up. Yeah. The, the so, last time you were all here, gracing uh, our 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 door in Lund, British Columbia. Right. That's right. Yeah. An oh, absolute man. highlight of my of my wretched life. And <laughs> I, I Well that day to, anyway. Of well that day, for sure. So and and John, you joined us on a very auspicious day. This won't mean much uh, when it gets on the tape, I guess, but uh, to, to quote a, a famous line. But today when we're recording, it's October twenty third, which is the what was it, Michelle? Thirty fourth? Thirty four. Thirty fourth anniversary of the wrong release. Yeah. It was released today on this day. 1989. Really? So happy, happy 34th birthday, Ron. Yeah. According to the internet. Well, least. how come no one told me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here I am. It took me 34 years to find that out. It did. It did. So you should go listen to it. It's pretty good. That's what I hear anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, yes, yes. And, and I mean, that's well-timed because the, that AT release, I think they wisened up and decided, you know what? Screw this, releasing <laughs> these things in order. Let's just put out let's the, go ca- for the, the, gold. the cash cow, as it were, yeah, get wrong out there. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, was... go straight for the money. Straight for the, the money, money shot. shot. <laughs> hey, I hope you're seeing a lot of that money, too. That's well, all from, I got to say about it. I mean, it. from wrong, I would hope, especially. That's, you know, no, that's how I we're want... going to... That's how we're going to pull the kids back into this whole thing, I think. That's so. right. That's right. Well, yeah. the kids and their money. I mean, music. The that's is where it's <laughs> that's, at. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. On the TikToks. Um, so, John, before we start diving into all the questions I'm sure we have, we usually like to do a dumb little uh, segment up top called, What Are You Drinking? Where we talk about the stupid stuff we're drinking to help ourselves get through this interminable podcast. So, John, you have anything in front of you? Uh, I do. It's unfortunately not stupid. Oh, good. Yeah, it's actually really, really smart. <laughs> what is it? Smart water? It's beer. It's beer. It's beer. It's beer. I was lying. Yes. Oh. <laughs> actually, what I'm drinking is, uh, well, it, you, this is, it's, you've caught me in a moment, actually, because oh. this is 
not doesn't happen very often. It has happened if once or twice that I have run out of my homebrew. <gasps> oh oh uh, no! So store by beer. Yes, store. Yes, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to go to a store to buy he's beer. Not a, um, he's not a savage. Uh, no, I've got my good friend Dave McAnulty's beer from uh, down in Seashell uh, in Batch 44, from Batch 44. Uh, yes, he very kindly I expressed my expressed my my uh, sadness that the homebrew had run out, and he had come up and actually delivered to me a big sack of uh, of lager malt and some lager yeast and some uh, acidified, acidulated uh, malt, uh, as a matter of fact, because oh. my water here is quite hard, which actually makes mm. incredibly good beer. Uh, but for lagers, uh, you tend to want a softer beer. So, um, mm. yes, and he always... You know, and here's some hops, and he's always giving me lots of uh, beer gifts. And oh, um, and then I ran out of beer, and I was passing by Seashelt on the way back from our last set of practices with Dead Bob down in Vancouver, and he uh, uh, gifted me a keg of his cream ale. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. He got a keg. Yeah. That's Excellent. amazing. Excellent. And so that's what I'm drinking right now, Batch very 44 good. cream ale, and it's uh, very delicious. Fantastic! I, mm. I don't think I'll ever forget that uh, that smoked brew that you you oh, had man. when we were up that there. Was that was that that taste balls. lingers in my mouth. That was so oh, damn good. Oh, punk rauch, yeah, punk yeah. rauch. Yeah, that was that was incredible. I well, love excellent. smoked beer. Yeah, I love smoked I, beer. I don't think I've never I'd had, ever it had it before. Yeah, me I mean either. either. But but nope. yeah, I fucking love it. That there was a place here in Petaluma actually that was uh, that I went to the other day. They had really good whiskey, and they had a smoked beer of all of all things. Yeah, yeah. There's a few out there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of not a super popular beer. I, you know, it's kind of a, you know, as I call it, it's not not a a, a barley sandwich, but it's a ham and barley sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> bacon and barley. Nice. <laughs> bacon and barley sandwich, um, and uh, it's traditionally. Uh, Pretty much, uh, you find it in in Bavaria, actually in in Franc and oh. or Franc Franconia, hmm. um, uh, is really where the the the, uh, the epicenter is. But yeah, some North American brewers have done a few. I've had a couple that are eh, not so great. Uh, local brewer here, Townsite Brewing. I don't if you recall. Oh, that Power one. River, yeah. yeah, Matthew. Yeah, yeah Matthew, yeah. you had one here. Before. Cedric did a yeah. did a very nice smoked beer uh, last year. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, so maybe uh, nice. Lund can be redubbed, or Power can be redubbed Neufranken. <laughs> new, the New World Center of Smoked Beers. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. got to do something with that mill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on the map. So uh, I'm a little boring today, as usual. I'm I, I got WWC. I got whiskey, water, and coffee. I'm triple triple teaming it here. Oh. Hmm. And I thought I thought I was completely out of whiskey, which would have been apropos, just like we left John completely out of whiskey when we left this place. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, nice of, that. Here, here's your, here's a nice bottle of whiskey. Whiskey, yep. Hey, okay. hey are you gonna the, open that? We didn't know. <laughs> no, no, no. You just brought it out. We didn't ask. You just uh, were fooling. Yeah, we'll to, get you uh, another one. We'll John is such a consummate oh, yeah. consummate host that he uh, kind of oh, shot himself God. in the foot there. Yeah, yeah, that bottle didn't last. But, uh, no, no, it did not. So I found some. I've found some really old whiskey that I think was already open, and I was a little worried about it, but it actually tastes pretty good. So I'm, I'm doing okay. I got that and uh, some fine coffee. Michelle, 
please tell us what you've got. Michelle has the tears of our Lord. Oh, there we go. Nice. Michelle has the almighty Guinness beer. Excellent. Ah, uh, yes. Bless us. Bless us, Guinness. Listen to that. I know. It's a good uh, pour. That's a good pour. There it is. I have to Guinness. It's been too long, Michelle, that I've heard that. So thank you. For I that. know. We haven't, we haven't been on in a while. I know. What's Matthew know. got? I remain <laughs> on the wagon. So um, tonight I've got um, CC Lemon, which is the third most popular soft drink in Japan. It is a lemon soft drink. And uh, the the name CC refers to the 40 lemons worth of vitamin C that it says oh. on the label that it contains. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure some, you know, uh, creative license is uh, is there. But what I always found funny, having lived in Japan, and that it is quite a uh, luminously yellow beverage, is that um, if you ask a child, a Japanese child, if they need to go to the toilet, you say, so to shishi is peepee. So shishi is how you say cc in Japanese. Oh boy, that's great! It's in the water. That's why it's yellow. Oh, pre-melted yellow snow. It's wonderful. Jesus Christ. Well, there we go. Uh, we're all, uh, well, uh, liquored up or will be at least at some point. So yeah, you know, this is ostensibly a no means no podcast that's in the name, but I think before we dive into any of our dumb, no means no questions, there are much more important and interesting things to talk about right off the get go, which is that you have and have had now for some time, a phenomenal fucking album, dead Bob. And it's just about to hit the touring phase. As a matter of fact, you just were letting us know that. You're off uh, practicing for the imminent yes. uh, tour launch. How did, how's the practicing going? Uh, it's going well. Um, three of the three of the members live in Vancouver, and uh, for uh, all you listeners out there that are not familiar with uh, British Columbia, I live in Lund, which is um, the end of the road. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, the Quite end literally. of. Yes, Highway 101, I think, goes somewhere near you guys down there. I think, well, it actually, sure does. along right the by coast, my house, it's, almost. Yep. it's Highway 1, isn't it, on the coast? Is that it is on the one? coast, it's Highway 1, and then it merges yes. with 101 at some point. But yeah, It does, they, yes. They come in and out of each other. Yeah, the road back. changes name a few times, but it, it finally winds up and ends uh, here in Lund. That's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. And um, and then from this point northward, you can't travel by road along the coast of North America. Um, and if you turn around and go the other way and uh, mosey on past you guys, uh, apart from a brief little uh, section in Panama where you don't go because it's too dangerous anyway, um, and <laughs> I think you have to take a boat, a little boat ride somewhere down by that isthmus. Isthmus? Is that what it is? Isthmus? The isthmus. Um, uh, then you continue on down the it's west coast of South America until you reach the other end of the road, wow. and that would be in Tierra del Fuego. Interesting. So, so you live um, on the same street as uh, guys in Ushuaia. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so you can just drive on your same road, just uh, go down your driveway, turn left, and keep driving until you get to Ushuaia, and then you can take a boat to Antarctica. Oh, there you yeah, go. there you go. Yeah. Wow. I hear they're building yep. a bridge. Um, damn, well, uh... <laughs> so there I am, I'm up here. Well, there, 
no, here I am. Sorry, um, I <laughs> seem to become disembodied. But um, so uh, to travel now, where the heck? What was I talking about? Oh, the ba- uh, three, three of the band members. Yeah, being in Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh yes, the other band members that are somewhere down the road from me. Um, mm-hmm. Colin is very close by. Colin McRae, who is um, uh, who is a, a fellow I know have known for quite a long time uh from victoria he played in a band called pigment vehicle mm-hmm. uh, and yep. uh, yeah he he moved up to Powell river probably about four or five years before i did and when i did come up here that's when i really got to know him more as a closer friend and worked with him on a coffee shop and uh, then eventually him and i were part of the wildwood pub but um uh, he li- has, so he's been up here and living here and we've known each other, but the other three members of the band, uh, uh, down are live in the lower mainland down in Vancouver. So, mm-hmm. uh, that would be, uh, Byron Slack from the a band oh, yeah. called Invasives, uh, the Invasives, which are an incredibly excellent band, uh, a long string mm-hmm. of really, really strong records. Always one mm-hmm. of my favorite. And we've, Done a bunch of tours with those guys. Uh, Byron has played drums with the Hanson Brothers and with right. the No Means No Clothes or Moans. And, oh, yeah. I saw and, that. And, um, and Ford Pier. Man. Do you, uh, do you, are you familiar with Ford Pier? Indeed. Oh, yes, oh yeah. 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 Well, I know you are, Matthew. Um, uh, but uh, uh, so, uh, yes. And he... Uh, of course, uh, I've been doing lots of music with him for many years, since the 90s. And uh, in fact, he was the one that threw in the, the that very catchy, very, very catchy harmony in uh, Slowly Melting. Oh, he was wow. in the studio. He was in the studio when we were recording that album. Wow. Like, this is the harmony I think you should do. And it was a great one. Um, so, yes. And of course, with the show business giants and... Uh, 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 with Tom Holliston, and yep. uh, and I also did a bit of drumming on one of uh, Ford's albums, and both of us appear on the DOA album, uh, the Black Spot. The Black Spot, hmm. yeah. So, right. uh, done a lot of stuff with Ford in the past, so it's uh, it's really fun to be working with him again, and and uh, and then Byron's uh, partner, who I only just met recently, but they've been I guess together for a couple of years and living together, and she's a very talented and a multi-instrumentalist uh, playing. She plays, uh, of course, guitar and, and sings, but she plays trumpet and one of her gigs is teaching trumpet oh, nice. uh, at the conservatory there in, in Vancouver. And, and, uh, and she can play keyboards. And uh, so uh, a great, a, a, a real big asset for dead Bob for the yeah. stuff that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he's so, in a band called Wrong. And then <laughs> she has her own band. Well, she's in a lot of bands, actually. Yes. <laughs> Wrong is her band, and they totally rock. And um, But she, yeah, she plays with a lot of different folks. In fact, she's right now, I, she's done, doing like 10 days with some band, I think in Ontario. Um, I'm not even oh, sure who. Oh. She gets calls and and hmm. and uh, plays a lot with a lot of different people. So, How um, about that? Uh, but they're all very busy, so they can't really come up here to practice. So we go down there, and right. I will be. In fact, tomorrow morning, Colin and I go down for another three days of 
practice for four or five hours uh, for about three days in a row. And, and then uh, Colin and I come back and we rehearse here together, bass and drums. It's a little, uh, you know, uh, a little barren without the rest of the band, but <laughs> we're the most, the two most important people in the band anyway. Yeah, so. I don't know. You made, that, <laughs> you, you made that drum and bass pairing work before some, yeah. sometime, I think. At some point. Right. Somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so it's going well. It's uh, it's a little weird. It's a little awkward. I've never had to approach a band like this before, like approaching a band this way before. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask if how living and working far from each other affects the songwriting process. Like, do you do it virtually or messages in a bottle via Dropbox or how does it work? <laughs> well, um, well, most of the record I did myself, of course. Um, and... Um, Yes, the, with Selena Martin singing Life Like, that was literally us uh, just um, emailing files. She lives in France. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but, but, you know, Byron came up with Christy, and he, he contributed to the, his playing, his performance on the album, the few things he did, he did here. Oh, great. And Christy mm -hmm. as well, and my son. Um, mm -hmm. So really the only uh, sort of um, remote collaboration was with Selena Okay. Uh, but yes, it's when you're rehearsing, especially we have songs that have never been performed live before, mm -hmm. right. uh, literally. <laughs> uh, so it's not as though these songs grew organically out of right. a band through rehearsal yeah. and then recording and then right. you perform right. them. They grew entirely, well, not entirely, but pretty predominantly out of my head with no thought as to what instrumentation would be used. I could do whatever I wanted. Right. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, so now it's like, okay, I've made this. How do we recreate it live? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is the weird, it's kind of a challenge in that way of, you know, every other music I've done is you, you work, uh, rehearsing the songs. Mm -hmm. uh, they might've been basically written, but you rehearse them and then you record them and then you perform. Them. Right. Yeah. Together. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, together. dead bugs, uh, essentially a super group. Um, I was going to so say, like, yeah. This has is it felt more like fr <laughs> yeah. friends helping you out with your project? Or, I mean, I, I guess that Dead Bob will have a chance to gel as a band w when you tour, but has, have your feelings about that changed as the project has developed? Uh, well, the, not, well, sort of, but not really. I mean, because uh, the focus now is just learning these songs and filling out the set with, uh, with a few uh, uh, with some other songs. There's only nine songs on the album, but we're mm -hmm. going to have about a, an, uh, probably just over an hour set and then probably about another half an hour worth of music on top of that. So a lot of other songs to learn and, and, and whatnot. Um, and the next album is essentially done. Whoa! Um, uh, yeah, it's Jesus. very, very close to being finished. A couple things just need to be replaced, i.e. Uh, like digital horns. Mm -hmm. uh, I want the Ford has taken it upon himself to learn how to play the trombone for this project. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh shit! Which yeah, which is not completely out of the blue in the sense that he, when he was in school, you know, in orchestra, he he was a French horn player. Oh, so, okay. Oh, wow. Which is not to say that the French horn and the trombone are in any way alike. They're not at all. They're com no, completely you different. That, you have that embouchure, and you can kind yes, of yes, it's all the yeah. 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 And uh, but actually, you know, playing a brass instrument is not you know utterly foreign. And his father 
is a music teacher and uh, and uh, has his you know whatever his masters in trombone so oh cool uh, he's been around the trombone and so yes it was uh, it was awesome that he took that upon himself to to start learning to do that and with uh, Christy on trumpet uh, we got ourselves a little horn section for some songs so that is fantastic yeah that's I mean, super it's got fun. super fun just the the notion that there's another album waiting in the wings is yeah. pretty okay. is, yeah is so the thing is thing, is yeah. that you know this album the first album here is nine out of i don't know 30 or 40 songs um just stuff just not all finished songs just some of them are pretty just sketches just demos mm. uh, a lot of them didn't have lyrics uh some stuff that was you know, sort of working on for, um, for, for no means no, but mm. also just a lot of stuff I was just writing myself without right. any real, there was no, um, no home for, no it. Home for them. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, especially right towards the end when I moved up to Lund in 2013, it was very close to the, uh, to the end of no means no's tenure. And, uh, and then I was living up here in the cabin on my own and had never lived on my own ever in my life so um, oh, wow. I had a lot of time and did a lot of writing and that's when I was approached by Compressor Head and mm-hmm. Frank uh, over in, in Berlin to do the Robot album so I was so I just began writing like crazy writing kind of Ramon's Hanson style songs for mm-hmm. the robots but then writing a lot of other stuff as well just ideas mm-hmm. and sketches and stuff um, the long and short of it is I had, uh, I have this catalog of, of music in various mm-hmm. forms of completion. And when COVID came along, it was like, okay, you know, the bar, you know, relaxed to some degree it was actually COVID was, was very relaxing for me because it was <laughs> so incredibly stupidly stressful. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then everything stopped. It's like, well, it didn't right. completely stop, but you know, I didn't have to be there all the time, you know? Right. right. And, uh, and that's when I had time to like, okay, well I can set my drums up and, nice. and I, and start replacing a lot of the program drums and the loops that I'd used to write mm. with and start putting, uh, live drums mm. down on a lot of these songs. And, mm. um, and I just kind of went at it and just started doing them all. Um, and, and liking the results. It's like, oh, this actually sounds like songs now. Yeah. Oh, wicked. So it oh, all kind of started cool. falling together, but of course there's no thought of being a band or, you know, uh, or, you know, or releasing anything. It was just more or less kind of finishing unfinished things. Right. Right. Uh, so they all kind of came together in a, in a, in a, in a long, slow evolutionary process, but not as a band. And, mm-hmm. And like, like I said, there was no, um, no limits, you know, they, whatever, a song was a song. It, if it had like a, a fake soprano saxophone, well, then it does, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so it's quite a mixed bag of stuff. And, um, this lifelike album, fast forward to 2022 and it was pretty obvious the bar was going to go out of business and I was going to be out of a job and oh. I was going to have this record done and thinking about, well, I could just self-release it. Then it became pretty obvious that, uh, I, I, I need to put together a band if I can. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, get uh, so that's kind of how the band started to come together. And I'd already been working with all these folks 
sure. on the record, and they mm-hmm. all were keen to like, okay, let's try to be a live band. Oh, that's great. That's, that's great. Me, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah I, it's awesome. Not and, a lot of arm uh, twisting needed. That's great. Not, no, no, not really. Everyone was quite excited. And, yeah, like, um, com- like chemistry worked out in advance. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's and, right. Uh, but so that said, you know, the, the next record was I've already, you know, I've already completed another set of songs almost. So when you say like, okay, are you feeling like transitioning back into a more familiar ground of being in a band and rehearsing and, and, and songs growing from that says, well, not really. We haven't really got to that point. Right. Uh, it's just been a process of trying to a find the time to be able to get together and rehearse. Mm-hmm. And it's all just about learning these songs and the additional songs in the set. Um, and getting them to the point where they can be performed. Uh, so there's no, I mean, this time, you know, we've, some of the songs we've worked a little bit on, a little bit changing this and that uh, from, from, from rehearsal, mm-hmm. but that's all to come. And I, it's uh, again, yeah, an unknown um, where that will go, but I think inevitably that's where it has to go. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I know, I mean, I know a lot of people, this is a question that if we don't ask it, even though I, I know for sure there is no answer, people will kill us in that oh, you, you have so. this, you have this limited, wonderful tour in, in, uh, in oh, oh, BC yeah. and, and, you know, slightly elsewhere. And then you've got all of these other people probably around the world, frankly, who are like, wait a minute, why hey, don't you man. come to my town? Come hey. to me. Right? You've got all the people chiming after you, about me? Uh, which I know is an, an entirely <laughs> different. Yeah. What about me? Yeah. Like, definitely can get it for free there's a, there's a to- it's a it's a totally different beast i'm sure to even consider yeah. beginning to tour even slightly farther afield but and the logistics of, now, of a bigger bigger band too exactly as of now All even right. just aspirationally nice without like nice oh point, yeah man. we're definitely doing or definitely not like what's your what are your feelings on that do you guys want to do that do you personally oh yeah want yeah to do that? Uh, okay. absolutely i mean that's where this this first kick of the can is just to see how it goes of course and you know, we, we, have, we have to be a band, but right. nowadays, I mean, the field is so crowded out there um, that anything you want to do, you got to be planning six months down the road. Minimum. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so we can't sit on our heels and go like, all right, well, let's reassess in, in December mm. uh, because then you're not touring until next fall. Um, wow. So right. we are already talking about and trying to figure out how to um, get down your way. Excellent. Uh, Good. Let us help. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the the next direction to go from BC, especially if it's in the winter, uh, before the springtime, is south. I mean, yeah. he yeah. just there was a, a you know the whole idea. You know, well, we could go to Alberta, not in February. We're not, not going to go. No, <laughs> go to Winnipeg and back. Yeah, right. Well, maybe April. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, definitely those conversations are happening, but. It's turning on all these engines again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, I've been dormant uh, right. for 10 years. Right. Um, and oh, wow. and no means no is, um, it, it, you know, uh, certainly it has the reputation. And, of course, people are curious. It's like, oh, John from no means no, he's doing something. And, uh, and the Take album is money. getting, yeah, well, the album is getting, really good response people you know the these and the naysayers haven't popped out and popped out and said anything mm-hmm. um so it's all kind of positive feedback 
Um, so we're not starting from scratch, but you know, we're not, it's not just going to pick up where no one's no left off. That's right. No, That's right. Yeah. Uh, we still have to go out and play shows and, 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 you know, and, and be a great band. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's what boils down. We've got to be a great band or it's mm. not going to go very far. No, for sure. I uh, mean, I, you... one, one would hope there's a little wind. I mean, I don't know that it necessarily would be, but there's a little, I mean, I think the three of us have had the sense that with the book coming out, with the reissues coming out, all of that stuff's going to hit Spotify. There, there is a sense for me anyway, that there, there's, there's a resurgent interest and can be even more of a resurgent interest in no means no, mm-hmm. which might hopefully give a little wind too to a tour, right? Oh, it, it absolutely you know. will. And yeah. this is what we so talked the timing about. Timing is good. It's great on that front. Yeah, totally. I mean, the iron is hot. So, yes. yeah, uh, exactly. You know, we have to like we can't like I say, you can't just sort of just wait and see. You know, let's play yeah. shows and then, you know, we say, well, we have no choice. We got to be good because we've already made plans on doing other stuff. So, right. <laughs> so you but better you or else. Yeah, be better players, or it's just so. going to be embarrassing conversations right. after that. That's right. So. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, every single person that's in that band is yeah, a, it's is a, a stellar legend. player. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely one of those super groups, uh, but in our wheelhouse and not the Traveling Wilburys, which I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> we finally get our own super group of uh, <laughs> Uh, well, oh yeah, we already I mean, had the new uh, pornographers, I guess. But now Dead Bob well, is joining. No. Us. <laughs> no, it's it's exciting, but it's the same thing. It's like uh, it's a uh, it's an unknown. It's you know mm-hmm. haven't played a show yet, so sure. Uh, sure. It's a little you know poor Colin. I mean, God, he's got to get up there and play bass. You know, who is he going to be compared to? Right? Oh man. So oh, right. but yeah, who, but, who 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 he was he always compared to in Pigment Vehicle anyway? I know, but God, if anybody can hold their own, I mean, he's you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, but it's it's but just still, again, yeah. it's just it's it's you know you you can't ignore that you no, know it's all in your mind, and yeah. same with same with me. It's like because it's uh, I'm not nervous per se, but um, um, but I suppose a little bit in the sure. sense that. Uh, now I'm having to play drums and more or less be the leader and be the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not like the Hanson brothers where I can go out and be a, right. a goofball and you're in character <laughs> in a costume and I don't have to worry about the drums. Now I got to perform on the drums and sing and way yeah. more than I did in No Means No. Yeah. So Byron's not playing the drums? It's, he, it's, uh, it, well, he yes, he is. He's going to step in for, for a song. Oh, okay. I'm not going to give it away. Okay, good. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All well, right. I mean, and that um, was one of the things we were going to ask is like, are you in this band going to, you know, be drums and lead singer? Are you keeping that? And it sounds like you oh are the, for the most part. Yes. In fact, I wouldn't have climbed out from behind the drums, but they insisted. So, <laughs> and, uh, good. Uh, and, and also Ford is insisting that not, not this tour, we haven't worked anything out for this tour, but he says that we are going to work some song where I come out and play the piano. Nice. Oh no, kidding! Hell so, yeah! Or the that's keyboard, awesome. I suppose. The keyboards, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Oh, that's one of the beautiful Excellent. things about this band is everybody. Everybody plays something else. Um, yeah. It, yeah. it could be a lot of yeah. switching off, and um, I, I, that was one of my questions about uh, being drumming and singing. I mean, there's there's not a lot of you know, Phil Collins and the guy from Triumph, um, <laughs> but like, has it oh, been um, Duncan? Dun- Duncan from Snuff, right? So yeah. have you had to really um, practice that? Has it been Eagles. difficult? There's definitely a different quality to your voice. Uh, so has it been a lot of work uh, getting those little leather lungs back into shape? 
Uh, actually, my my voice, I haven't lost it yet. And I've been mm. screaming pretty hard at practices. I was a little bit surprised at that, actually. But what is hard is, <laughs> is, 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 is there's some songs that are just, I just want to play the drums because I because they're right. super interesting and fun to play the drums, <laughs> right. and not necessarily simple, um, and but it's like oh, oh god I got to sing here you know oh um, my god and so it's there's always you you it's always a little bit of compromise from one to the mm. other unless mm -hmm. the drumming is really really straightforward and easy or whether whether the singing is minimal then you know. It, it, it worked. I mean, I did like Dark Ages and I don't right. know, Bruno. I mean, there were songs I could sing and play, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, today I was just rehearsing the song One of You. Uh -huh. And that's oh, got I a like that pretty. I think that's my favorite one. Well, there you go. Thank you very I much. I think that is my favorite one. It's incredible. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about But I'm like later, trying right? to sing these and I keep flipping lines from one verse from another <laughs> and back and it's like having a hell of a time just because oh, they really? kind of it's a bit of a tongue twister that song yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and the words there's always the same words happening but not necessarily at the same part of the, each stanza you know it's like yeah, exactly oh no i don't say that line that's the third stanza i say that line so yeah literally i was like i probably sat there and sang those verses over and over again today for about an hour drumming oh, wow. Wow. And getting oh, to be able wow. to feel this is what was just always blew me away about my brother, Rob, is the way he could sing and play. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I know. And, yeah. and, but not just, I mean, yeah, singing and playing, like playing bass or guitar and singing is, you know, like a lot of people do it. But the way he could just also kind of talk. Yep. Yeah. While he was playing, it's just, it really <laughs> is, you've got to divide your brain up. Um, but the thing is, mm -hmm. drumming. I've already got my brain divvied up pretty hard. Right, exactly. No. How many more? How many more and, partitions oh, can you no. have? And then, and so when songs like like uh, one of you, where it's it is somewhat spoken at times, kind of, mm -hmm. it's all it's rhythmic, but it's it, yeah, it's tricky. And 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 uh, but I have to be able to deliver both really well. Yeah. Um, so it's a challenge, and I got to do it in front of hundreds of people. So yeah. over and over and over again. Over, well, over and over. Then it, it just gets easier. It's the first so. couple times. That's the, the nerve wracking <laughs> part. Yeah. Uh, yeah then you, you, then you settle in for sure. Yeah. I, I, and the set's pretty well paced. The other guys are singing. They all sing. Like um, Yeah. They're all and, like three of them sing lead in their own bands. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. And, right. and uh, so everyone's got singing chores. And, and we've chops. had to be a bit creative actually, because there's uh, one song that, I just I just can't sing it, and I can sing some of the backup, and uh, so we've just divvied up the song amongst, you know, uh, uh, Byron and 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 Ford and Christie, nice, um, and and just picking lines like I can sing the whole verse, but I can't sing the last line because I got to turn my head because I have to do something else. So right. it, we, you, you have to be creative. So right. creatively, you know, the voices will pop in. And hopefully it's it's kind of interesting for the audience that the vocals yeah. kind of bounce around a little bit, get spread out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's done right, they, you know, well, the Beastie Boys, they made an art form of it, right? Exactly. <laughs> down down yeah. to the words. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, so that whole concept of like, okay, well, I can't do it, so you're gonna have to sing this line. But how do we make that not, you know, how do we make it sound interesting? 
So, right. right. Uh, so you just have to approach it from a create creative perspective. I mean, these are the parameters that we can work in that I can work in this. We have to do work around. Right. Yeah. Well, I imagine with collaborators like that, that's gotta be pretty engaging. I mean, an interesting way to take off from, you know, having put all these songs in your own head to now have to approach them in that way. I don't know. I imagine that's kind of interesting to kind of look at the songs in a, not necessarily a completely new way, but at least slightly new way to kind of hear how they're going to be, you know, mm-hmm, how the instrumentation is mm-hmm. going to go, how the, what, what the, how the vocals are going to go. That's a, uh, I don't know, it's pretty fascinating. And maybe as the other members get ideas for their own songs too. Who knows? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for, Ford playing trombone, you could put a boxing glove on the end of it. And then when it's your turn, he just flaps you right in the face. You ever see those trombone boxing videos? They're hilarious. <laughs> just flap you in the your turn. Now you're giving him ideas. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> well, this, 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 this of course, this, of course, uh, uh, speaks to what I was mentioning before about creating songs that were not put together by rehearsing with people. And yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I, I'd, I'd sing the song to something that I drum had done the drumming for, but I never did them at the same time. And now mm. it's locked. You know, now it's like, well, there's the song. That's yeah. how it's sung. There's Those a, are the words. The that's the rhythm. You know, yeah. it's like, oh God, well now I have to actually try to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All together live. So it you, again <laughs> you, you kind of corner yourself at times. <laughs> and uh and the same thing and I keep doing it. Uh like I just actually the next album was a lot of like I'm saying older material, but I did actually just well it's new and old. Uh uh the music I did this drumming, I was just uh did a couple drum patterns. And uh, one of them's pretty hard, and the other's pretty easy, and kind of was arranging them together on the computer. And then I added another uh, overdub of this, of drums to, you know, it's kind of building this thing. <laughs> and um, um, and and Robbie, this could be, I guess, probably the last real uh, collaboration with my brother. Um, he had demoed an old song. Uh, well, he had demoed a song about twelve years ago. It was um, sometime before, uh, uh, right around the time we were doing the tour EPs, and I don't know, two thousand eleven or twelve or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had written this one song and um, called "The Center of the Universe." And he was at that time trying to program the drums on his on the Pro Tools, and he came up with this very odd thing and. <laughs> And it was kind of like, well, you know, I don't think I can really play this. But <laughs> he was giving you payback for what but you it, did to him. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, the thing is, the structure of the song was this really completely arcane drum rhythm. And then mm-hmm. this really super straight part, which was kind of the chorus. And he had this, this the, 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 the weird part was more or less just kind of spoken, spoken word and whatnot, and not a lot of words. And then the chorus was very tuneful. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I and I've always liked it. I didn't really like what he programmed. I thought musically <laughs> it was kind of you know I wasn't super strong musically uh, in my opinion, but thought that it could be a really great song. And then it mm-hmm. dawned on me that I just kind of did the same thing: this weird kind of hard drumming thing, and and then this easy thing. And um, and I went, I bet you anything, I can just take these these uh, words. And just drop them right on this 
on oh. this song that structurally it should no work. Uh, so that's what I did, and uh, wow. um, and it turned out great. It's like it's Whoa. it's going to open the next record. Absolutely, oh, that's great. Oh, that's, really love that's it. Exciting. I don't. Um, um, but the, my point being is, I've done it again. I cannot sing and play the song. There's just no way I'm going to be able to sing and play the song at the same time. And it's got a very, you know, I was even doing a real Robbie caricature vocals because I really like the way he delivered them. So I She's delivered them more it. or less the same way. Uh, and yeah. uh, and it's like fuck, fuck I'm just I, I can't do this live. I, there's no way I can drum this oh, and, and sing it at the same time. <laughs> so I've done it again, totally painted myself into a corner, and now we're gonna have oh, to no. figure out what the hell to do. We believe in you. Mm. You'll That's, figure it out. Yeah. Well, we got to start <laughs> writing music. As a, yeah, door. we got to get together and write music. Cause, yeah, uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm just making my life difficult here now. So. <laughs> you know, we, we, you talked about the new album a little bit, and we've hit on a couple of the songs. I wonder if you'd mind if we kind of uh, grilled, not grilled you, but engaged you a little bit about the songs on Dead Bob. I know, you know, Matthew's written, had some great questions about it. I've got questions about some of the songs, and I don't know, this is a great opportunity to sort of pick your brain about some of the observations or questions we might have about the album, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. Great. So you had mentioned that... Um, so you've got this this one Rob collaboration uh, going to open the next album. And I think on Dead Bob, there are two collaborations, right? There's White Stone Eyes and then, of course, Lifelike. And we'll get to Lifelike yeah. in a little mm -hmm, bit. Mm -hmm. But White Stone Eyes, was that a was that off of a demo that was just Rob's? Like, what's the what's the uh, derivation of that in, in the sense of it having come from the earlier days? I think that's a song we were monkeying around with. I came up with that riff. The, the what is the keyboard bass riff of that song mm -hmm. and the chord progression and, and well i guess i guess the entire pretty much the basic structure of all the music i don't know back in the late 90s uh, was oh. i remember we were working on uh on uh dance of the headless bourgeoisie we were practicing downtown vancouver at that time and that was a, and and robbie had written these words white stone eyes and um uh, and I thought they would, you know, it's like, well, let's try to put, put these two together. Often, we didn't do that terribly often. Robbie would often just write words to my music. But occasionally it went the other way. Um, I think The Jungle was, was possibly the best version of, uh, he had a set of lyrics and I just wrote the music to it, to the oh, lyrics. Wow. And that was a really uh, successful uh, in that direction. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was often the other way. I had the song, and, and then Robbie would start thinking of ideas for words for them. Okay. Anyway, Whitestone Eyes was there, and I had this riff, but that keyboard riff is in, in the key of C. And, um, and of course, the bass guitar is in the key of E, so uh, it, you know he couldn't really play it uh, without tuning down, and tuning mm. a guitar, a bass from E down to C, it gets really... <laughs> Floppy. <laughs> it gets pretty floppy, and this was a really kind of concise riff, right? Um, and really yeah. meant to be on the keyboard. Um, so we tried to learn it in E, and it just didn't sound right, and just it was abandoned. So, but it's always been there. And I, and then, then fast forward about ten years or twelve years, and I moved up here, and it's like, uh, you know, I had the original demo, and it's like, oh fuck, I want to try to make something of this song. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I started to redo it 
because I really I thought it was a compelling riff and 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 then I took the lyrics and I'm like okay well I'm going to try to put these lyrics on and I just did it all myself. Excellent. Um, nice. Yeah, and it worked out great. It was like it, it did. It's very successful. Uh, so man. I mean, that so is good. it's not really a total collaboration in the sense that Robbie and I wrote the song that you hear together. Uh, but it started out as as a no means no idea that didn't go anywhere, and and then I just was able to take that original idea and make a song out of it. Oh, nice. that's great! Um, again, I was just doing it for my own fun, you know, just yeah, mm-hmm. just to do it. Um, and and then lifelike um, was a little bit of the same. It was just kind of a pet project. I uh, again came across a demo my original demo of the music for that mm. and uh, which was, you know, it's all done on keyboards. It's, 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 right. a, it's a pop song. I mean, it was written as a pop song. It sounds like a pop song, um, but Rob's words to me, I, I, I've always, it was always one of my favorite. Like I just thought that the, the what he wrote to that song was, uh, I just really liked. I just thought it really worked. It's incredible. And when we did it for the record, uh, again, it was kind of hard, hard. The guitar player was, without the keyboards, it was very hard for the guitar to do what the keyboards were doing. And, the keyboards, and, yeah. and we, and we, of course, we did put keyboards down on it. And uh, in the end, we were just the wrong band. Uh, it was a great song, great writing, but we weren't the right band for this song. And it ended up on the record, but we never played it live. Um, and... Uh, and I, and I thought, oh, you know what? That's a shame. I think uh, I didn't want to necessarily improve the song because I thought it was fine. But I thought, well, I think I'd like just to do this up as a pop song. Yeah. Right. The right. way it was kind of intended to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and thought that that I thought also would be better instead of a lot of droning male voices that it would have a bit of a unisex sound to it. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to to give the lyrics a, a tone that that uh, is not on the no means no recording of it, and I, you know, I'd met Selena through Tom and thought, oh, she would do a great job singing this song, and I originally wanted her to sing the whole thing, and mm. she did. Oh wow, wow! Um, but in the end, she was like, no, I think you should sing the first two verses, and then I'll come in and blah blah blah, and the, and the whole sort of thing was arranged the way it ended up through just a little back and forth with her. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but in the end it was like, Oh fuck, I was really happy with it. And, uh, uh, and so the idea of putting it out was like, was really just because I was pleased with it. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it was, I intentionally intended to redo the song to release it again. It was just, I redid it to just for my own enjoyment. And then was like, well, this is, this is great. I'm going to yeah, put it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal, and it's a real gift for, you know, us, <laughs> the longtime fans, to hear this song. I won't even say reimagined, right? But it's, it, it is, it, it, they are two, they're the same song, but in so, such completely different ways. It's a real, I mean, I'm a real fan of the original version that was recorded. You know, oh, yeah. I love, I love Rob's vocals and all of that. But what you did with this, like you said, you've leaned more into the the pop side of it. It really brings that side of the song out, and it's 
I mean, it's such a it's such a joyful song and a great sort of like fulcrum for this album too. I think it's right, I think right. it's perfect. I think it's perfect that you named the album that. I know originally the album had a different name, which I still love, but I think it's a <laughs> it's a it's a you know it's a brilliant fulcrum from the album. It's kind of a connecting tissue with the your you know the previous iterations of No Means No. But yeah, what a what a fucking great. And that's 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 good songwriting when oh, you can have really one good. song where you can just kind of branch off yeah. in different directions and you know have it be something a little bit better, different, more. Yeah, that's good yeah, just uh, like I say, it was just more or less trying to um, uh, give it the feel I would have had imagined it would have mm-hmm. had. Um, in fact, it's a, the the keyboard choir in the back. If I could have got a boys choir to sing that, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's wow. what it needs. That church choir needed to be a real church choir. <laughs> but, uh, you know, unfortunately, the war chest wasn't uh, full enough to go hire right. a choir. That that could be for version <laughs> version number three for. A and then I'd have yeah. to then I'd have to pick and write things out in longhand. And like, <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm not going to do that. In the treble clef. <laughs> you know, one last thing about Lifelike that I, I found interesting. A lot of people, uh, when they were commenting, when you know, kind of following people's reactions to this album, there were people who were insisting that it was Rob singing on that song. And I've noticed that, you know, early on in, in your singing, your voice sound like, and I mean, way back in the early No Means No Times, I, there was more of a uh, your tenor was more similar to Andy's tone. And oh, yeah. as yeah, you've yeah. aged, you're more similar to Rob. Yeah, and certainly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just sound like you on most of these songs, but in Lifelike, there are parts where it's like, wow, that really could fucking be Rob singing this, mm-hmm. singing this song. It's uh, it's uncanny in parts. So I, I don't yeah, blame I... people for thinking that, but we had to work hard to convince <laughs> them that no, Rob's not on the album. I promise. Well, I, 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 I can, I, I can, I, I can set the rumors. I can. What, what's the word? <laughs> uh, I can. Uh, uh, as I was saying for this song, "Center of the Universe." Um, uh, well, I, I can tell you all now, it is not Robbie singing. Because <laughs> I know. That's Rob. But it was like, actually, I was I was trying to deliver it like Rob. So it was pretty, well, de- it was a bit deliberate, I must yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, yeah, I caught myself too uh, in, uh, in uh, White Stone Eyes. Uh, there's... There's a moment in Whitestone Eyes that I was like, "Oh man, I sound like Rob right there." Oh, cool! Because <laughs> I don't really know this until it's like, "Oh, oh yeah." yeah. I remember when Jason Lamb, you know, the fellow who wrote the book, he was oh, over yeah. and I played him that song a while ago, and he goes, "Is that Rob? Is that Rob? Is that Rob?" Oh God! <laughs> no, it's not Rob singing. Oh no! <laughs> Just someone who knows him very well. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, yes, I didn't, a very, didn't notice very a lot happy. of the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just trying to fill in the silence there. Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, no dead airspace. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't noticed a lot of the backing vocals uh, until I had it quite loud in my garage. And um, is it um, the other band members, or who is doing the backing vocals, or is it just this, Selena layered and layered? It's just Selena and me on that song. Oh. Mm. Cool. Wow. So a couple of her and a couple of me. Nice. And the only other backing vocals on that, I think, are Byron and Christy are in one of you. Okay. And Party of One is part of the uh, part of the, the the drunken choir. She's shouting in the back. Right, there. right. <laughs> Here, here's a uh, here's a, a question, accusation slash request. So accusation. some something that Rob did for the tour EPs or didn't do rather, which 
pissed me off to no end is that there were oh, there were no, no lyric oh, sheets yeah. with with those albums, right? Oh, no, really? Yeah, oh, never. Yeah. Those those lyrics have never been officially uh, uh, released, and so we've all had to do our best muddling through to figure out what he was saying, which is you know not too hard with Rob, but in a couple places. But now it's the same with with your stuff, right? We didn't get that on Bandcamp necessarily. So on the physical releases, which I think there are, right? You've gotten some vinyl press for Dead Bob, maybe for the tours. I understand. Are you having uh, lyric sheets for us, for us wordsmiths who enjoy? Oh uh, yeah, the the yeah the actually the yes the the vinyl and the CD. I didn't make any CDs this time. I just whatever. I I was too worried. I'd have a pile of them in my closet for yes. too long and <laughs> tie up tie up what little money I I have. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get rid of all the vinyl I made. I made 300 vinyls, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get oh, rid you of will. all that. Oh, you will. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and yes, there is a lyric uh, sheet insert, and you'll probably enjoy it. It's it's. Uh, I'm not going to give it away. There's, it's it's a little bit clever. Excellent, Ooh. excellent. Yes, but no, all the words gonna, are there. Those are going to sound oh, like hotcakes. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm glad for that because it's really uh, what I have, um, at, you know, gleaned from really listening carefully. To these, I, I, your lyrics in this album are really phenomenal, John. I know, I. I I don't know. I would imagine it must be a little weird. You know, Rob is, of course, an absolutely exceptional songwriter, as are you. And I think this is something we'll talk about later when we get to the No Means No part. But, you know, people often cite, I know I'm one of them, cite Rob's lyrics. Right. Uh, but yeah. lyrics on this album are phenomenal. And I really want a chance to get to pour through this to album and, and sit down and listen to it. Well, I get most of them, but there are some that I cannot. I just cannot, right? I, I can't. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you though, uh, when I when I when I went through uh, DistroKid as a dis, as a digital distri- distributor, yeah. So for Spotify and Apple Music and all that, and I had to oh. write all the lyrics out, oh, and they wow. were all they were all uploaded for whatever sites. Hmm. There's I I don't well, I've never looked at I've never I looked at not. I know Spotify you can they they have a you know you can click it on and you can see the lyrics go by. Maybe not I, for every album or every band does that, but I know no. some do. And I had to do that. So wow. streaming somewhere is probably the lyrics are streaming somewhere. Okay. How about that? Well, now, now, I have, now my tomorrow is set. I'm going to go back. I, I, to, but to <laughs> yeah. be honest, I've never streamed the Dead Bob on Spotify. They're right here in Bandcamp. I've got the yeah. uh, page open and then the, you just are sort of scroll really? over. The, the... There's a little link on each song that says lyrics and by track individually. So. How about that? There you go. Yes. Oh and God. I uploaded the lyrics. I actually remembered to do that. <laughs> well, now, now my tomorrow is set. Now my tomorrow is set. That's so well, who made go. the typos? But yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't get to see the clever lyric sheet until. Oh, no, no, no. That is something clever to look forward to. Sheet. That is something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, vinyl's gold That'll these days. Those, those things are going to sell like hotcakes and then come back on the market oh, yeah. for, you know, 50% yeah. or 50 times markup probably. And then yeah. fist, fight, fist fights in the parking lot outside yeah. the venue. Hipster fist, fist, fist fights. But there, there actually is going Stop to be, fights. there actually, there is going to be some CDs released. Oh, nice. Yeah, because nice. I don't have a record label at the moment, but a good friend of mine in Poland does, and oh, okay. uh, and he asked, "Hey, can I put out three hundred CDs for Poland?" And oh, I said, yes. "Sure, why not?" Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is doing it. Yeah, right. Uh, so there will be yes, there will be another short run of of CDs that will, well, you know, hopefully they'll be this will be the only things that are on wrong record exclusively. Um, hopefully I'll have a label. Um, but, uh, yes, it's a uh, Polish and I've got, I, 
I don't want to try to say it because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Matthew can help. I was going to say Matthew probably could if he, if he yeah. saw it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a- an- antenna, antenna, oh, I don't have it in front of me. Cur- antenna cur- wheels? Cur- 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 oh, I can't say it. <laughs> it's a very old wow. friend of mine. <laughs> That's great. I mean, there's, there's perpetual... Uh, you know, clickbait articles about how CDs are kind of becoming the new vinyl for like the younger generation. That oh, it's now really? the, yeah, that they're sort of looking back on it wistfully as like a kind of like oh, we did with cassette wow. tapes, like, oh yeah, CDs, remember those? Yeah. And so they're really starting to sell. So, well, you, John, you could be hitting that at the right time. Well, yeah, you never know. Who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. I admit, if you ask me, CDs, well, that was the perfect music medium. You know, yeah. I've got no weird nostalgic feeling about vinyl at all. Mm. Um, you know, vinyl's like, oh, there, it just, oh my okay. God. <laughs> Do you know what I just thought of? Who is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's put that? that record on, okay. <laughs> uh, Did you uh, hear about oh, that? Oh, in fact, you know, you know the funny thing happened? Oh, my God. I got I got the test pressing. And, yeah. And Patty Duddy up in, in Patty Duddy's the drummer for DOA, and he's he helped me get these records together. And he got one, and uh, and then Byron got one, and and I mine got you know they sent one up here, but it didn't come, and then it oh, it finally no. did arrive. But everybody else kind of listened to it. And Patty was like, "Yeah, it sounds great. It's awesome. It's really good." Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Byron's like, "Yeah, that's great. It's great. You know, it sounds different. You know, than the wave files kind of cool. Blah blah blah." And and then I finally got mine. I said, like, "Oh, right. Well, I guess I'll give it a listen." I said, "Everybody says it's all good. I don't really need to." I put it on, <laughs> no. and it was like. This this sounds like shit. Oh no! Oh, no! This is awful. This sounds oh. terrible. What are they fucking talking about? I was like, oh my oh, god! No. And 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 um, and we've been, you know, and uh, well, whatever. I I was like, the, the another sidebar is we've been rehearsing songs, and and I'm always playing things too fast, right? <laughs> and uh, and anyway, listen to this test pressing. It sounds like shit. I'm like, oh my. We're playing the song so much faster than the record too. Oh my lord! <laughs> and uh, and I was like, well, I'm gonna put on Spotify, and see what, see how it compares. And I put on oh, Spotify, okay. and as soon as I turned on Spotify, I realized that my turntable was turning a semitone too slow. Oh no, kid! <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how much I pay attention to fucking vinyl. <laughs> so I mean, we listen, we listen to a few records around here. I never noticed it, you know. You know what? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh my lord! Oh shit! Yeah, I got a pitch control here. Maybe I should. <laughs> That's great. Oops. Oops. Anyway, it sounded Oops. a lot better after that. It was like, yeah. okay, it's already. That's what they were talking about. My friends aren't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, you guys, no means no, really did hit at the peak of like when CDs were really starting to become a thing. I, I always, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't into vinyl back mm-hmm. then, certainly. And I always loved the fact that with the CDs, we got all the songs, right? It used to just bum me out when I'd get like, you know, except Mr. for Happy Life, or whatever. Which was only on the except vinyl Except for Life exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, well, no, it came out on the re-release of, yes. of Dance. But things like, you know, Mr. Happy, which was missing some great songs and things like that. It's like, yeah, it's great that with CDs, you could put on all the songs that you yeah. Well, yeah. want. Yeah. And then everyone did. Then suddenly it's like, oh, the album's an hour long. Uh, yeah, right. The album's 28 songs. Like, uh. Yeah, right. See, the thing... What I like about vinyl is 40 minutes. 
That yeah. is like the perfect yeah. amount of time to listen yeah, to a band. Yeah, 13 songs or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, just 40 minutes. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to listen to an hour and a half of right. the same band. And and 28 songs, well, yes, except, you know, eight of them probably shouldn't have been on the album because they weren't <laughs> as good as the other 20. You know, it's like, uh, it just the album format is great. Like 20 minutes, right. you got that side, then you flip it, and the sides are like part yeah. one, part two, you know, and, 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 you know, like I say, that's the perfect amount of time. 40, 45 minutes is a yeah. good amount of time to, to absorb it all. Yeah. And, medium and is it, the medium is the message in a bit, right? Like it, it, uh, it, it, the limitations sort of force people into making good, good choices in a way that, yeah, I could see. What you're yeah. Saying. Yeah. It's CDs, part of the process. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and, um, and I really, even this album is like, this was, you know, this it's in that order because that's the order I want it to be listened to. Mm, and right. with vinyl, you can't just, you know, bounce around from one. Yeah, tra- no I'm going right. to gonna listen. Yeah. Put on shuffle. Yeah, not a shuffle. And, uh, and I think that the a whole sort of, um, just one of those, uh, the nuance of music kind of got fucked up with shuffle and Agreed. everyone just focusing on one song here, one song yeah, there and yeah. playlists. I mean, we'd make mm-hmm. mixtapes, of course, cassette tapes all the time. I mean, yep. you know, our van was full of mixtapes on tour. I mean, it was the thing to do. It was great. And now Spotify does it for you. Awesome. Right, but, right. um, uh, but you know, putting out a, 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 a an album, it's like, well, this is how I want you to hear all the songs yeah. in, in this <laughs> order. And, and they're deliberately, that way i mean not every band needs to be but oh, certainly for z- us and- z- zero plus two equals one is one where you know with the songs oh, bl- blend into each other um <laughs> it, it's just isn't the same when they're individual tracks yeah yeah it's well true. yeah I mean, it's, we've... go ahead no just say it it's it's meant to be listened to as a piece i mean yeah. even mm-hmm. in all no means no i think it's like to me it's meant to be listened to individually on headphones right you know the it's kind of the way these songs are the way they were presented and that's not really a party rock album i mean some albums can be or whatever that but you know the approach from my perspective every single time is like what it's the experience of you or any one person listening to this by themselves either on a stereo or on headphones all in one go yeah i i mean i can vouch for that my my introduction to the band was no means no wrong in my friend's dorm room, he said, like, I'm going to go score some weed. You sit on the floor. I'm turning out the lights. I'm putting on the headphones. Here's wrong. Just listen to this whole fucking thing. And that was it. That was the end for me forever. Uh, so, you know, had it been just like, hey, listen to this one song or this other. It, it never. I mean, it might have taken, but not in the same way as listening to that front to back. So I, I, I get it. I've always been. Andy, you know, gave us a little insight into this when he was giving us his little, uh, you know, he was giving us a kind of insight into all the songs that he was a part of. Um, as we went through the first season and kind of talked yeah, about yeah. the songs. But I've always been really fascinated by the sequencing and yeah, kind have. of the discussions mm. that must have happened yeah. with you guys because mm. it's so, so fucking phenomenal. And I and I just wonder how much agreement or like st- stuff that just seemed obvious to you guys about what the sequencing was or how many arguments and fights many there fights. might have been. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, it's so, of course, we only know what we got. So it seems perfect to me, but... It seems very well crafted, and clearly you really care about it and what you just said. So, right, yeah. right. I, I probably cared about it the most, ah. and probably Rob cared about it the least, <laughs> and then Andy was just in the middle somewhere. Right, right. Um, uh, well, I think Andy was always pretty, 
yeah, I shouldn't say that. I think he was also very, uh, very conscious of the way songs rolled out and which songs would be there and on. Um, yeah, it was just a thing. And that's what I mean. It was kind of a little bit of a lost thing there for a while. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if, if people are again listening to whole albums. I know that Spotify, as they've, um, what, what they changed something about that, that bands were being all pissed off that you, that you could uh, listen to their album on shuffle. I don't, some, I don't, yeah, some about I don't that, know. that that they stopped doing stuff. that. That you have to you have to ask it to do shuffle. I think you're right. Like it used to, there was a period of time where you'd go into Spotify and that would be the default. It would yeah. come in on shuffle, and now it doesn't. Ah, so gross. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because people say that's not that's not how I wanted my album to be listened to. It's in the wrong yeah. order. And then, and then this album too. It's 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 utterly deliberate the way one what mm. what song comes next. And um, same as the next album, I've been bouncing songs around. I came up with, okay, that's it. Nine songs again, mm-hmm. which I also think is a great number. It's yeah. either, uh, you know, on a vinyl part one or part two, but on a site, you know, it's uh, on a CD. It's like, you know, the beginning, middle and end, you know, it's right. like, you know, the divisible by three, but right. Um, right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and then just yesterday, I changed my mind. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no, so I mean, this it, is, are these like gut checks for you? Or do you have like, I'm not going to say it's a mathematical thing, but are, are, are you really analytical about that choice? Or are these real gut checks for you in terms of what, what belongs where? It's, it's all just where the energy goes. Okay. And, yeah. and it's like, a, it's like, it's no, it's no different to me than editing like a movie or, mm. or a musical. Mm. It's exactly. like, where do you want the audience to go? Exactly. How do you want to get them started, and where mm-hmm. do you want them to go, and where do you want to drop them off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly. And, and the show was no different, right? Like, like one of the beefs I had with Ford is he was always like, "No, we, he wrote a new set for every show Ooh. that he oh, played." Wow. Okay. It used to drive his other bandmates well, crazy, to keep right? You guys it's like, fuck, that's... they have to keep looking at the set list because, right. You know what's next? What has he done? Oh, right. he threw this song in. Oh, you know. Isn't that to keep you guys interested in those, so you don't get like the? Well, that was his whole idea. It's like that's how you're time. fresh. You know, that's how you <laughs> yeah. stay fresh. Yep. It's like, well, yep. okay, but uh, you know, no one, there's no a whole other group off. of people. It's like, okay, you're fresh, but everyone in the audience is like, that you know, they want to go somewhere. Right. And and so you write a set and we've been we've been monkeying around with the set now since we started practicing mm. and it's changed a whole number of times trying to find the right pacing and mm-hmm. uh, for that very reason and i said right off right off the bat okay there's one rule we're going to learn one set and we're going to play that same set every oh night oh my <laughs> god it nice. does not change unless Talking something you, falls <laughs> flat on its face i don't know any band that's ever done that that's no, crazy. well, and I, I think one of the th- reasons to me that makes real sense with this band with ah. dead bob and no means no is that uh, there's not there's there is such a landscape to your songs they they do cover such a different territory i'm not listening to a band where the songs are interchangeable and it's just a different tempo and a pace there are different real different feelings different musical styles just so much variety in them that that sort of uh, attention to detail and wanting to put them in a certain order makes way more sense for me than it does for other bands where not to be mean to other bands, but a lot of times you could just interchange them. It wouldn't really matter. The journey wouldn't change that much, but it does for no means. No, it certainly does for dead Bob. There's so much variety 
and and uh, different landscapes that you color in that I can imagine I, I can understand why that's so important uh, and and really valuable for that for, well, for that reason. Oh, absolutely, and uh, and I've always felt that way very strongly. Well, like I said, like for me, yeah, the song orders and set orders are. I'm, I was usually the most vocal and most adamant about how things mm. would go together, and sometimes we, you'd argue this or that or the other thing, but. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was always important to me, and uh, but you know, of course, the reality is you get out in front of people and you play, and and that's when you start seeing okay, what songs work right. better than others, and right. uh, you like you way that maybe you didn't take the crowd where you thought you were oh, going no, to, right. and you're like oh no, we gotta that's not working, you know, we're not when this, the concert isn't moving in the direction we wanted to mm. move. So uh, mm. we'll do, you do a little shuffling, but once you settle in, if you're out doing, I don't know, 25 shows or something, you know, once you settle you'll in, you'll find it. You'll, yeah, you just stick to it. You and, down and then you don't step. think you're, you're not thinking about what's coming up next. You know, what's coming up next. You know it and you're feeling yeah. it, right? Like that's you're what you guys always it, gave yeah. that in the live shows. You guys were really feeling what you were playing for us. You weren't just going through a list. So that totally makes sense. I mean, you don't fuck with the checkoff play. You're not like, you know what? This let's put Act Two <laughs> and Act One. Let's just mix it up. It's like, no, well, man, let's not. You know, yeah, so that's not how you do it. And um, half of the songs you can't hear one without the other one, or you'll be yeah. discombobulated. Right. John, are there any you know? songs you're looking forward to particularly play, playing live, or ones you think will go over really well, or not go over well? <laughs> like, are, uh, are, are they the no, same ones? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Sometimes you think the song is the struggling the most uh, ends up to be the best one. Um, you just never know. Uh, in some songs, you think like that just came together so great, so easy, and then you find after a while it's like meh. You know, it's it's not the most exciting of, of the bunch. So, uh, what am I looking forward to? Uh, one one of you is is yeah. that's you know the, uh, you know. I gotta agree with you, Michelle. That's my personal favorite. Yeah. Well, good to hear. That's, that's my favorite that's, too. That's that song great. is incredible. Is that a Celtic? Yep. It, it, Matthew wrote this question, but I had the same question. There's like that Celtic bit in the middle. It sounds so Irish, Celtic. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's fucking God, incredible. I knew I should not have used that Irish bazooki sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very much a little like a little ditty there a bit. A ditty. <laughs> Not intentionally necessarily, uh, but I was using the Irish bazooki sound. So it's kind of, okay, but yeah, yeah it's whatever. Just, oh, you, man. You, you follow the music, not the other way around. That's right. right. That song is yeah. That song is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I I am uh, yeah absolutely yeah. excited that's, to see that live. That's a doozy. And, I'm sure it's going to be I'll fun for you. Like typical sort of John stuff, where it's like the same little section but you're i can it's going to be different each time ever so slightly different each time i'm really looking forward to that and i gotta ask you will you you please put just one little buzz roll fill (laughs) in on the snare just so in the vancouver show so i just know it's for me okay yeah sure absolutely Uh, there's actually uh, quite a bit of snare work that song of course is byron byron and my me are both playing the snare Mm. Uh, so that's one song that Byron gets on 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 the snare drum for the whole song. Oh, that's great! Well, for when it's doubled up, which is most of it, right? And and, uh, and we were when we were first learning that we're jamming it out, and it's just impossible not to start jamming. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's Do just it. impossible. Once another drummer gets going, then uh oh, yeah. the other drum oh, circle. That's exciting. That's you know, it. Do it. <laughs> warning, drum circle. Yeah. And 
so uh, yeah, I, I when you say what am I looking forward to, I'm kind of I kind of wondering where that song will go. I've already decided I'm not going to start singing it right when it comes in, on, like it does on the album. Oh, hmm. a nice. I can't. <laughs> I just wow. fuck it up. Every time I try to jump in on the drums and sing, it's just, oh, okay, this is, I'm going to fall flat in my face here. I got to just get going on the song. Yeah. Let it, it go around. Face, Let it go know. around. Get well, it's the kind going. of song, too, that <laughs> live, if it goes on for, you know, eight minutes, it's, 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 it's not a bad thing, you know? Because no. it's such a compelling rhythm and it's very dancey mm-hmm. and you just, yeah. you just let that go for a while. And the way yeah. that song, the way that guitar intro just goes and goes and goes is because yes. I just let it go and go. It's like yep. sometimes, you know, you write a song, you kind of have a cool rhythm and, and you're so concerned about compacting your songs and, and, and into the sort of pop formulas and whatnot that, mm-hmm. that, that sometimes a good riff just doesn't last long enough. And then mm. you realize that some songs are just the whole song is one good riff. And that's yeah, why, you want to know that. <laughs> that's, that's why it's a good song. I mean, that's right. Uh, and I'll tell you a little thing about that song is that was one of the ones that I was just started demoing eh, 10 years ago when I was up here and up, mm. you know, upstairs here in the cabin, you all saw it. And, um, and what I would do to write songs sometimes is I would just start fishing through loops, you know, Apple loops, oh, you know, okay. working with logic pro. And I just came across that rhythm, uh, which is some Brazilian loop or something, mm. Brazilian percussion. Mm-hmm. And it was like, fuck, that's such a great snare rhythm. It's such a mm-hmm. great, compelling snare rhythm. So I took that loop and then I just strung it out for two minutes and then started. <laughs> so you sort of more started. grew it than wrote it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't write that rhythm. Listen, I did not write that snare part. Shuffle. That snare part is a fucking stock loop. And, <laughs> you but listen what to I did was shuffle, I strung bro. it out and then put the song on top of it. Like, okay, yeah. what musically will go over this and 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 get into that groove and that's how that whole song just evolved it wow. was from from a fucking apple loop nice well, <laughs> nice an apple seed yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah you know well, and I then mean, i put that... my own drums on it and blah blah yeah. blah 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 and it's, uh, it's you know whatever and, and the words came long afterwards and actually mm. the song uh, that chant that uh, i'm one of many parts of one i heard that on the radio somebody some some philosopher or something was some somebody I was listening to and it was I said, Wow, what's what a great what a what a, yeah. what a what a great phrase. You know, it's it's a cool phrase and it and, and it, it could be taken in, in a lot of directions lyrically or whatever. That's right. And and uh but I had thought of that. I have got I've got an entirely other demoed song that was written to be that, those mm. words. Mm. And um and then I but I had this rhythm and this structure of the song and I thought, oh I'll just I'll just try to sing that over top of this. Yeah, yeah. And so the words all came long after the song was written. I mean it's a bit of a miracle really to me, just because the 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 pace of that of that chorus in particular it's, I mean, it's a very meaningful phrase, of course, but the, the rhythm of it is so compelling as well. Just the, the sound of the rhythm of those words on their own, the way mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. layered them over the drums is so, yeah. it's so fucking yep. perfect. What a great marriage. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I really hope that song grows live. Yeah. yeah. It can't, it can't not. Half an hour of the set right there. That's what I can <laughs> yeah. just, just fucking go. Dance mix. <laughs> 
Dance mix, exactly. This is the dance break. Yeah, exactly. Didn't John Lennon hit with that song, Whatever Gets You Through the Night? He heard that on the radio. Was that right? That line, Whatever Gets You Through the Night or something like, it's all right. And, yeah. and he wrote a whole song just based on that one line from that lyric he heard on the radio. Sometimes that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. 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 Yeah, these I, I tend to songs just kind of go where they go, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, that's often how I write. I start like uh, I think it was uh, the well the Ford song. Those lyrics he wrote for a, a whole other song that I gave him. I gave him a song, <laughs> and he wrote lyrics for it. I went, oh, I didn't. I liked the lyrics, but I didn't really. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't seem to fit the music properly. And I had just written another song. And I went, wait a minute, these words fit perfectly to this yeah. kind of little Ramonesy punk rock thing I was jamming yeah. out. Okay. So, yeah, he, he had no intention of writing those lyrics for that song. He wrote them for <laughs> another one. Nice. It is That's emotional a- plasticine. Is, the, is that Ford's lyrics? It seems, seems such a Ford lyric to me. Uh, th- uh, that was one of my small edits, actually. Ah, interesting. Ah. <laughs> I changed a few of the words a little bit in that song when I tried to sing it, when I was singing it. And, uh, uh yeah, I'm, uh, it's just a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of editing. Cool. That, no, they, the, they, the, the cadence, that a... actual line you picked out, emotional <laughs> plasticine, that was... I threw that one in. Plasticine. Okay, yeah. It, it definitely can tell it's a like one of the ones that Ford is involved in as a Ford Pure fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. that's, you know, that was like just a few lines I changed and, and, yeah. and changed the scanning a bit here and mm-hmm. there. That's all Ford. Yeah, and and that song is That Was Too Easy, just for those who are following along. That Was Too the, Easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, which is a oh, nice. fucking great song. I, yep. I mean, I am astonished, yep, yep. As, as I am with, you know, most of the No Means No releases, the, just the variety of, of what we get on this album. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that'll carry forward to the next album as well. It seems to yeah, be sort of absolutely. The next album goes in a few, uh, a few odd directions. Excellent. Oh, man. Do you have yeah. instrumentals on that at all? I always loved I your instrumentals. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I there's love an your instrumental instrumental on the next yeah. album. Oh, I love that. And it's, yeah. and it's, well, you know, we'll see if you love this one. Well, <laughs> You'll I hope so. I, I really like it. <laughs> it and it's kind of untouched. It's a demo and I that's it. It's done. Oh, nice. I didn't do anything. It's still this program drums. It's wow. It's like, no, I can't improve this song. Program drums. I'm not going to put words to it. It's just got exactly the feel that I wanted with that that right. I was going for and it's really okay. it's uh yeah, it's kind of it's not really electronic. It's sort of, but you'll hear it. All Jesus, right. looking I forward will. to it. God, now I can't wait. Oops. Well, before we dive into any, I mean, we've talked about no means no a little bit. I have some more no means no questions, of course. But uh, Matthew, you had some good questions out here on some of the other songs. Do you have any of those other ones you want to pop out at him before we? Oh, not really. And John's covered most of it. Um, okay, my only great. one that is uh, whether uh, your son Aiden played on uh, No Tomorrows, according to the yeah uh, yeah the credit sheet. Um, is there any chance that he might come out and play at the Vancouver show? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, but I did have a really. I had an interesting idea. I hate to give it away, but because it would be a really fun surprise. Well, you can save it. Save Aiden, it. Tell us. Tell us. Aiden, to tell well, us after. It, we could... Well, now that you mention Aiden, um, yeah, Aiden is actually he's um, he's uh, doing he's an actor 
stage mm-hmm. actor. Yep. And uh, he's right now, they're just doing another uh, run of that production of Woman in, the, the Woman in Black, mm. which, mm-hmm. which uh, he did at the Jericho Art Center there last winter and was the first real successful play he's been in. He actually got paid, for God's sake, because nice. wow, they made that. enough money. And the oh, cool. uh, theater over in North Van just purchased it and it's putting it on, of course, leading up to Halloween, right? Right, right. And um, and so he's doing that right. He's probably what? What time is it? He's perf- no. 8, what's today? 18. Today's Monday. No, they don't perform on Mondays. Oh. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go see him next week, next Friday. Actually. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Um, but um, during the rehearsals, we're thinking of what maybe what No Me Snow songs we might throw in the set and picking picking stuff um you know that might be cool to do and um and ford was like well we we, we got to do a, a widget oh yeah because widget Christ. widget is like uh you know it's never been performed live you know it was just was sort of an outtake that we just we threw on the album it's uh no it, it was an outtake oh it ended up God. on mr right mr wrong that's right that's right mm-hmm. it was an outtake from mr happy and it was really a funny, fun song to do. It uh, uh, again, this sort of lots of piano and just a bit of an odd musical sound. And we had no lyrics, and literally, we didn't know what to do. Right up until we're in the studio recording the thing, and no lyrics, and not really an idea. And so I just picked up uh, the service manual for the the two inch deck that we were using, and oh, I just opened so it cool. up. I just opened it up, and I'll just. I'll just read this paragraph. Holy dramatic oh. reading. And then, yes, and then I'll read another paragraph. And then Robbie went, okay, now you got to do this soliloquy from Macbeth or whatever. It's from Macbeth, exactly. Yeah, it's fucking great. And, and do a, a bit of a truncated version of that. And then, boom, okay, there it is, done. <laughs> Lyrics. So fucking great. It is very silly. But when Ford Ford suggested doing the song, I went, wait a minute. Yeah, we do that song. But when we we get like eight, we're on tour. Maybe Aiden comes. He's like a roadie, you know, like he was like, yeah, come along. You can be the roadie and hang out. And that'd be a lot of fun. And he says, okay. But at one, and he'd dress up, you know, like, you know, uh, Mario or something, you know, with the overalls (laughs) and be like the roadie. And that's what he does, you know, but his function on the tour is to be the roadie. But at one point, we get to that song, we get to that part he just comes out on stage and does the whole soliloquy oh, the actual Jesus soliloquy Christ. oh cool cool <laughs> like we just stop and he just comes out and does it oh, and then fucking make and, it happen. and then walks Great. off that is fantastic now that's wow. never that's never happened at a punk rock show ever no, no. no one has come out and done shakespeare in the middle of a punk that rock is, show that's that wicked. is fucking arto right there man theater of cruelty that is fucking Holy brilliant shit. there would be it. a lot of scratch head scratching going like what the f- <laughs> What is what is this guy doing? Jordan will throw his bra up on the stage. Oh, I will. Like, no, I, I had no idea Aiden was an actor. That's 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 what I yep. studied too. That's my gig. Um, so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he went, yeah. got his fine arts at UBC there, and nice. And uh, see, he's actually that's got it. He's a. He just got it. He got one line, in uh, in what's the show? It's a net. It's a new Netflix show. Yeah, he finally got he got Fantastic. in and got a line. And you see, he was laughing because yeah, I got the one line, but I ended up on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Hey, with Mark Hamill. Nice. Mark oh Hamill. man, no way! So it's the new. Oh, um, wait, he's in uh, Follow the House of Usher. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, Follow the House of Usher. Damn, I'm watching show. that right now. I gotta, yeah, I gotta see where he's at. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got he's just a little bit part. He's like 
Mark Hamill's assistant or something, and he says something. Jeez. Yes, sir. You know, it's just it's like just a little uh, a little. Oh, bit. that's fantastic! But he was la- he was just show. laughing because he said, you know, I don't know how, but I not he said I didn't end up on the cutting room floor. Oh, that's, that's great! great. <laughs> no, but with Brad Mark Hamill Papa. too. Jeez, and he's so with good in that too. Oh, he's oh. so good in that. Yeah, yeah and Aiden said that Mark Hamill was a really nice guy. Oh, I bet. Oh, wicked! That's great. Yeah, he's one of those sad. few few old time actors that hasn't hasn't turned out to be entirely problematic. He just ends up <laughs> still being a really nice guy in the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. According yeah. to according to Aiden, yeah, he sat and chatted with him for a couple hours on oh, the one great. day he was in doing his shoot. Said he was very talky, very talkative, he... oh, very nice. happy to chat. Is he your son, the one that plays uh, viola? Wasn't yes, and Aiden plays yeah. Aiden plays viola. Yep, and yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And his, uh, yeah, his younger brother, Liam, is also uh, a very natural musician, plays guitar, mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. drums. Strange he, doesn't, he doesn't pursue it. So hmm. he could, he should. I keep bugging them. They should be playing with his brother. Because <laughs> yeah. Aiden's got, you know, he's put out his own music and, and uh, uh, he plays with uh, some folks in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes those uh, bands with brothers work out. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Occasionally, it's already been done, Dad. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Come on, Dad. Uh, I mean, I think it would be pretty odd. Aw- it, it must be weird as a kid to be like, "Well, I can't form a band." I, so my my dad, yeah. my uncle did. I can't. Well, do that. yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so I have no means no questions. I don't know if anybody else has anything before we trans before we step in the way back machine. But since we've got Mister John right here, uh, I, I certainly have a few things that I'd want to want to ask him so uh strange and matthew have you had anything else in the modern no, era I, that we forgot, want to cover? I, don't, I don't have my the list of uh questions here so you yeah, i wrote this kind of away. kind of long one and it's about john and uh living in lund and oh um, do it yeah let's let's dive into that that was that was a great direction yeah so john i was just up in in sayward for a week working um and i got to talk about to a bunch of north islanders about music and um how the demographics are changing up that way and uh cumberland's been a center of art stereotypes for a while it seems like something similar is kind of happening in powell river to a certain extent as art stereotypes kind of can't afford to live in the big cities um and uh, how do you see music evolving i mean um doesn't seem like projects could like dead Bob could exist, like people in different places. And how do you see um, the effect of music as creative types are less able to exist in cities as venues close and basements become basement suites, but these other nuclei, yeah. nuclei of, of creative creativity are seen up popping up here and there. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think uh, often, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, who knows where where things will go? I mean, things are, I, you know, things are so much different now. Even ten years since I was out, I mean, things were changing, of course, in the two thousands, and you know, the streaming of music and uh, you know, revenue sources for bands drying up that way, and then, mm-hmm. and then just more and more and more and more and more bands out there, and more, you know, the DIY. I mean, it just right. exploded with, like, you know, I've got Logic Pro on my computer. I've got, exactly. like, I've got a recording suite that would, you, you know make recording studios in the seventies pale, right? right. The, mm-hmm. the power mm-hmm. that's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and of course with social media and, and, uh, uh, how you need to promote yourself and how you can promote yourself. Uh, yeah, things are pretty different now. And I'm just kind of really just playing catch up in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I you know, I haven't really paid a lot of attention, obviously for 10 years and, 
and you know, you know, it's, everybody's like all being old school, and things don't necessarily work the same way they do. I mean, as they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. But um, where's where's it going? Well, yeah, um, you know, the price of gas changes how you tour. Uh, of course, uh, you know the the yeah uh, the, the 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 cost of space. You know what 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 have Japanese bands done for the last thirty years? You know where do they practice? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. they all live in closets. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like what do they do? Well, we're finding out what they did by figuring out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and of course, some you know like small towns often are bastions of good music and good art because of just what you said they're affordable. Um, and now it's like even places like Powell River aren't affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, it's the same as everywhere else. There's a, a lack of places to live. And so prices are through the roof. Uh, so it's really hard. Um, now what, how is that going to affect music? It's hard to say. Well, a lot of people play in living rooms, you know, a lot of people doing solo music to, you know, mm-hmm. you just have to get in a car with your guitar or whatever, and mm-hmm. you can afford to be on tour and you don't need hundreds or thousands of people out to shows this thing dead bob is a five piece it's like this is one of the one of the issues that we're dealing with of getting out on the road is how do we afford to get out on the road Mm -hmm. Uh, what do the ticket prices have to be just to cover costs and we can't Mm -hmm. cover costs we're not 20 years old it's not we're not going out for an adventure right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're going out because we're professional musicians and we have this project and if we don't earn any money we can't do it right right right. so uh uh you know when you how music is going to change i don't know i don't know how young people will will you know tackle these issues and problems or or what they'll do i know that kids want to go hear loud music again that's that's everyone keeps telling me that like shows are doing well rock and roll is doing well people want to go out and be in the mosh pit and 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 be slamming into each other you know they, they, they had two or three years of that prime time, you know, stolen from them. Yeah. Well, stolen, maybe a harsh word, but uh, mm-hmm. removed. Uh, yeah. Excised. Yeah, and now they want to get out there, right? So in some respects, you know, being a rock and roll band is uh, maybe a good thing at this point. Mm. People a little tired of clubs and club music. and uh, But by the same stretch... It's just every month. There's just so many bands now. So right. it's just packed. Uh, the tours are, you know, you got to stand out somehow. Mm. So you, I think it's it's a. Uh, I think in one way you're going to have more of that DIY, uh, more underground shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more live the live nations of the world controlling the clubs, the right. less independent clubs there are, the more you're going to it gets pushed underground, and and you'll probably find the more interesting music. Uh, in that underground, it always is. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, where, where does music go? I mean, like Robbie got entirely tired of guitar-based rock and roll music, and he had got completely absorbed into electronic music and dubstep and all that sort of stuff. Because for him, it was the only thing really new. Right. Right. So what's new? What's going to be new? I mean, guitar music. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm. Yeah. I'm not doing anything new here. <laughs> You know, musically, I'm doing yeah. my own. I mean, as they say, it's every song. You know, every song has been all is already been written. 
it, right, it's just right. it hasn't been written by you. Right. That's <laughs> kind of what a, what that's what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm not doing anything really terribly experimental, except that I I don't you know you know I bounce around with the genres and the instrumentation and and the energy levels and it's like it's not you know kind of cookie cut cut your music, mm-hmm. but it's not new. So um, what's what is going to be new? What's you know, maybe that's what's new again, that visceral, I want to be five feet away from you when I hear you sing and play. Right. And I don't want to be, well, you can, certainly not judging by these huge, massive, successful festivals and shows that are going on, where you're, you're the dot at the, you know, the back of 18,000 people. But, uh, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's just basement shows, small clubs, you know, under the radar type stuff um, that will flourish again or yeah. be that way. Punk rock was certainly that way. A lot of, you know, rent the hall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, the, the, the commercial clubs just didn't do it. Didn't want it. At least not, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I, yeah. it's hard for me to answer that question. Where is, where is things going? Yeah. Maybe they're going to say word. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, it's affordable yeah, there. Maybe. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. affordable there. You have to go further and further out these days. But I think yeah. it is different now, though. I mean, just the incredibly short span of time where the you know living has become a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, there was I saw Thai tribe on Facebook. Uh, this person basically just you know saying, "Fuck you for moving to Powell River." You know, I can't mm-hmm. live anywhere because you've moved here along with everyone else that's moved here and there's no place to live and I can't afford to live. And now I'm homeless in my own town. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's kind of harsh. It's like, well, okay, yeah. that's not really this person's fault, you know, because they moved here. It's yeah. not their fault. The fact that this right. town has got its head up its ass and hasn't been building, you know, there's right. so many people in this town that just put their head in the ground and pretend no one's coming and want to keep it right. that way. Right. right? Sure. Uh, yeah. And that's just, you can't hide from the world. I mean, and people are in this town hiding from the world, literally. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, on one hand, it's pretty harsh to, you know, sort of lay into somebody just because they moved here. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things going on in this world that are, you know, putting a lot of pressure on people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little as different hard as now. It is, yeah, yeah, and, and as hard as it is, those are some of the times when the best, new, most authentic art comes out, right? When those when those pressures start to mount, and and I think you kind of hit it too, where there's there's a new pressure, I think, building in, and and pointing towards these sort of smaller venues and this sort of live experience, both in music. I think even theater will see an uptick because fucking AI and the, the ability to easily cheaply make fucking entertainment is going to be so mm-hmm. at the fingertips of fucking everybody, if not the corporations, that the the promise of a live experience of sweating right next to somebody <laughs> and seeing someone right. sweat right in front of you will yep. i hope take on a different character that's my hope anyway in my in my least less apocalyptic moments that there will be and i see it in the kids i've got my my son's best friend his younger brother is now doing a punk band he's playing at the phoenix you guys have played at the phoenix and they fucking rule they're only doing covers right now but they rule and i go oh, there and i see the kids great. 
the kids are loving it. They're totally huge mosh yeah. pit, just going crazy because yeah. they're really able to connect and see these people, you know, really putting it all out there on the stage. And I haven't felt that in a long time, right? I, I haven't seen, I mean, it's granted, I'm not out there looking for mosh pits all the time, but it felt like a, it, it felt good to see the kids really going back to that well, going back to that route. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think punk rock. I mean, its its longevity is that that it's uh, it mm-hmm. is kind of tribal in a way, and it's a uh, it's not so you know you're not disconnected like you are at a Taylor Swift show or something. Exactly. Uh, but you're also not you know disconnected because you're seated at a theater listening to serious music. Uh, right. you, it's a uh, or it's not like um, you know you're not disconnected because you know, you're at a rock show where everybody's just fucking drunk and stoned out of their minds and not even, you know, whatever, the music's not important. Punk rock has right. always been like, the music is the focus, but the yeah. energy is why you're there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that energy is so much more enjoyable when you're sharing it. Right. And you're all sharing it for the same reason. And, and right. certainly 40 years ago, that was the feeling. Yeah, it's not just you're not just there because that's where the party is. Uh, you're there because you're part of a group of people that all want to be there and and go nuts. Yeah, and, and they all go nuts for the same reason. You know, there's a common mentality. It's not just to party. I mean, it is, but it's you know what I mean. I don't. Maybe I, I'm not I do know what you mean. Well. Yeah, there's like a a circuit, right? There's the kind of circuit that's made the energy exchange between the audience and the performers with punk and i would say having you know looking back to my the shows of saying no means no particularly with no means no that you don't get with a lot of other kind of bands right that, well yeah put yeah exactly kind of i think you hit the nail on the head here in the sense that it, with punk rock the band and the audience were kind of the same thing it was yeah. one thing right yeah that it wasn't a this there i mean there was a separation of course but it not as dramatic a set separation there is with so much many other with so much other music. Yeah, I mean grassroots bluegrass country blues has the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's that they have that same thing, hmm. um, and punk rock does. But punk rock is you know has all the you know teenage male testosterone, right. <laughs> fueling <laughs> it like a rocket. Uh, yes. So there is that in the right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it, to me, it's totally not surprising that uh, that it just punk rock never dies. It never dies, <laughs> yeah. and it keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah it I, keeps I, coming back more and more, and in a way that other genres haven't really done. They've kind of had their day, and then they they don't. And uh, that's true. That's and, true. Or or they, but they. Well, I mean, they exist in a different world. I mean, you go to a jazz show, and people go or whatever kind of show. Like I say, and, and and they still thrive, and people still love them, but they're there for a different reason. But it it's is. that That's right. that youthful energy and, and of down. punk rock is what keeps, I guess, rock and roll of yeah. all things. There's something so essential. Along. There's something so essential in what is punk, right? And in that experience of a live thing that, I mean, it could change here and there, but I think you're right. It does keep coming back to that circuit. It keeps coming back to that source because it's it's just fucking powerful. It's primal yeah. and. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be iterations off of it, but I think it will yeah. keep circling back. I keep finding and it's, and it's little... just not it's it's just not mindless. I mean, it yeah. can be, but it's not. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, punk rock is also associated just with community and yeah, totally, and, and uh, more so than you know whatever kind of you know 
glam rock ever was. I mean, how much, <laughs> you know, gay, it was a lot of rock and glam rock, but glam, 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 glam rock. No, and it's. Can't say that too fast too many times. Grandma rock. Glamour, 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 rock, of course, yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. Awesome. I mean, it makes me think of the the venue here, the the famous Phoenix Theater, right? Which is, you know, had its ups and downs, but the, the community has consistently rallied around it because mm-hmm. it has this. It, it's a place for the youth in a very real way, not as a glorified sort of. Well, it's a youth center, but we're going to make it this or that. It's like no, it's always been really, really that the ownership has really been committed to making it about the youth, and so the bands that play there are those bands that directly connect with the with the audience and and are really trying to, to to have that live circuit and so that's where the kids go right and they yeah. there's just such a brilliant beautiful community around that place oh, man. and i'm so yeah, grateful we, we got to play there with victim's family yes Sweet. that's yeah. my that's yeah, my yeah, dream yeah. and we can all yeah, pretend we're like 20 years old exactly. again <laughs> exactly i'll do Get my best my to get all the kids there. yeah but that's well that's that's the other thing about coming back and playing music again um is like you know it's like, i'm not really you know attracted to kind of the, the 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 geriatric punk rock circuit you know the <laughs> reliving the reliving the glory days and uh oh, no. and you know playing all those old songs from 40 years ago um it's like ugh, you know um I, 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 of course, am, I am of that generation, right? Right. right. But, it, but for me, I just, you know, the, I wanna, the way I want to get out there and the way I want to play is, this is new music. This mm-hmm. is, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, this is the way I've always written. I'm not doing anything different than I did before. I, I've never, I write exactly the same way, except technology has given me a leg up here, but. Right. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm not really doing much different than I did before, but it's new and right. I'm not yeah. trying to be no means no from yeah. the eighties. Um, you know, sure. I might play some of those songs still, but that's not the point. And that's like, Hey, let's try to resurrect no means no in kind of a, not the same way. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's uh, awesome. It's a, so when I say let's go and play at the Phoenix Theater and pretend we're twenty, it's like I I don't want to pretend I'm twenty. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't I'm think not twenty. Could do that. <laughs> you know, exactly. that's not me anymore. No. But right, right. That's that that you know. I'm not you know. I'm not doing anything different than I was then. Right. Yeah. Well, that's you can find that energy. I'm playing again. music. I'm playing Excellent. it the same way. I'm just better at it. Yeah. You know. Right. Well, awesome. and that's like you know. I saw Victims Family there not too long ago. They played. I don't know. It was about six months ago. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Oh longer. yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's the same sort of thing. Right. And the crowd there was, there were a lot of kids and there were a lot of, you know, 50 year old dads like me standing a little bit farther (laughs) back from the pit than we might have in the old days. (laughs) But there were still a lot of guys in the pit, a lot of kids in the pit. And it was great to see it in a way because of the age of punk at punk. Now it is, it is, can be a more multi-generational experience than it might've been back in the day when there yeah, might, where yeah. there weren't so many olds in it. And now there are going to be a bunch of us olds coming to see yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. but there, I was able to share that energy and experience with the kids in a way that I don't could give two shits about Taylor Swift or any of these other places. Right. These other, I mean, it's not that there aren't other bands I enjoy seeing and they have a great experience, but there's something about that energy of a punk show, a rock show. That's just different. 
So yep. yeah, I guess yeah. my my short little thing there is yeah, get your ass to the Phoenix. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. And you know, people who say there's no no good music these days are not no. paying attention. No, yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> stuck. Matthew, they're you're stuck doing on, a nice. They're stuck on Spotify Shuffle. That's that's their problem. Great. Yeah, well, I'm kind of, you know, like I say, I've had to kind of poke my nose back into everything here. And uh, mm-hmm. people are talking about this band and that band, and I never yeah. heard them. And it's like, now I'm like, oh, okay, they mentioned this band. I'm going to check them out, which is what Spotify, of course, is great for. It's so it easy to find people and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And it's like some, yeah, heard some pretty interesting stuff. And, and definitely people are, uh, I think uh, one man I just heard I never heard before was the uh, was it uh, the OCs? Mm, yeah. Oh, 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 the OCs. What are they? The the OCs. The OCs. Yeah. You know them? Uh, yeah, yeah, their albums. Matthew, Mike. not Matthew. super familiar, but I have heard them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, pop music. Yeah, the reason being is I had this artist from Utah who drew the the couch guy, you know, for the poster. Oh yeah, the poster. He did that picture because he reached out to me right away. Bed so Bob comes out and says, "Hey, I, you know, I do posters and album nice. covers and stuff. I really love to do something for you, a big fan of Nomi Blah blah blah." I looked at his stuff and it was like, "Oh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of grim and funny." It kind of had a, a feel that I like, grim and funny. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and 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 then literally, I just saw an album cover on Spotify. I went, "Hey, that's the same dude. That's got to be the same guy." Be the <laughs> same guy. And it was like, "Who's the band? The OCs." And I listened to it. And I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty fucking good. It's kind of really." Uh, and I listened to a couple of their albums, and I, I, I'm, I'm certainly can't list them off to off by heart and they are different from album to album a little bit i think they've had a diff, some different lineups mm-hmm. but this newest one i guess it's the newest one 2022 or something it's like you're kind of reminding me a bit of devo and old punk rock and mm-hmm. and it sounded great nice um you know i would never have known anything about them except i right right happened it's to a roundabout way yeah, yeah a roundabout way yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah what was it Oh God! Here I go. See, the problem is I can never remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) A band from Cleveland. It's a band from Cleveland. It's like a cello player and an opera singer and a drummer, and they do like metal. Oh man! What? Lung. That's it. Lung. Lung. That's their name. Lung. How about that? I'll have to check that out. Bring them. Bring them into your hometown, there, John. Have Lung live in Lund. Lung in Lund. It was some name like this. Oh, you you know, you, what kind of band you want to tour with? I'm working with a a, a manager in, in in Canada, just trying to think about getting out there. He said, "Yeah, you can, you know, you go with a band like Long Long. They're Holy they're awesome. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Like, oh, I'll check them out." And wow. I was like, "Wow, that's really, you know, it's kind of a shtick. At, yeah, but they do it really well. You know, it's no, kind it's of cool. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. derivative, and it's I mean, it's metal in a way. But you know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah. this is good, interesting music. People putting a lot of energy into this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what's the other one? War on Women. I just heard they were pretty mm-hmm. good. And, um, anyway, just I'm starting to hear music that you know because I never paid a lot of attention, and that's the thing. Oh, let's listen to some music. What do you want to listen to? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have that same problem. Yeah. Matthew's really good about. I was going to say Matthew's a great bands. curator. He right? is, and he's uh, yeah. on the website or on the Facebook groups. Like he's 
put a lot of interesting bands on there. Have, uh, one I like is Black Midi. Have you heard of Black yeah, Midi? Yeah, no. oh, the, the drummer for Black Midi. Oh. John, like, that's oh, one of the only out. contemporary bands that I would say comes anywhere close to my opinion yeah, of your drummer. The drummer's drumming, so. exceptional. Yeah. What do they call Black what? Black Midi. M-I-D-I. 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 Mm-hmm. Black Midi. I like the name. Yeah. yeah, no, they're phenomenal. No, they're they're super cool. Right? I'll check them out. See this? I've been, and I, you know, I was always this way. Even when I was back in the kid, you know, everyone else had the record collections. My brother, of course. <laughs> I just heard what everyone else was listening right. to, yeah. and and That's uh, what he said. and I was just introduced by other people that were paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and you know, it's the same now. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, hey, I gotta ask a weird question. Should, should we see if John wants to go tinkle or anything like that? We've been yeah, anybody need like a, anybody an hour and forty-five minutes. No, I've no, it's getting you, are you okay, on John? Here, isn't it? Oh, I know, okay. we don't want to eat up your data, so we'll we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll fast track the rest of this. Yeah, maybe uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about no means no, and and yeah, and yeah. Actually, you know, I'm gonna take one second because my beer ran out. About go yeah, fill up, fill up or empty out or whatever you. I'll be. I'm fine. I'll be right back. Right. Okay. I just talk about right. the OCs a little bit. Um, I, I don't know them all that well. Uh, I, I said they're maybe more poppy, but yeah, lots of lots of albums. And they're all spelled differently. Sometimes it's uh, O-C-S. Sometimes it's O-H-S-E-E-S. Sometimes it's D-O-H space. Oh, that's clever. Talk about fucking up the algorithm. I love it. Sometimes just as O-C is O-S-E-E-S. And I don't know whether these are different lineups or whatever, but... Uh, looks like about 25 albums, 20, 30 no albums shit. going back to well, the early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, Almost. Wow. wow. That's How about incredible. that? I just right. refilling my beer. Excellent. No worries. Yeah. From the keg. I'm back. All right. So I'll speed run some of these. You don't have to, you can answer as, as briefly as you want. Um, Oh, the speed round. Okay. It's not speed, speed. round, really, but it's just that, so I, I'll say that to me, John. One of the things that I've, I think I've enjoyed most about doing this podcast and diving so deeply into each of these songs, you know, because we've, we've all been fans forever. I've been fans since, I mean, for me, it seems like forever. Back in '89, I guess '90, yeah. um, which mm-hmm. now seems like forever. Um, yeah. You know, back years back ago. then, and you guys were always pretty cagey in a certain way. There was no social media or anything, not a not a lot of discussion in the interviews of who was doing what in what songs. And so we were always having to guess, like, who was writing the songs, who was, you know, singing on some of them even back then, who was playing. I think now that we know more, I've been astounded at the at how much composition you were doing. You always get talked yeah. about as one of the best drummers in the world, probably, but certainly in all of punk rock. And yet you're also like a fucking brilliant compositionalist and, and the, the number of absolute bangers and just pop prog punk masterpieces that you're responsible bangers. for is astounding. I'm wondering if there's any of the songs in the catalog that you think people would be surprised that you were the composer for. Oh, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I stumped him. What? <laughs> Well, who knows I mean, what dumb, surprises dumb, anyone now? These I know days. that's a that's a fair that's a fair <laughs> point, and it's it's a dumb question. Underlying that question is, I'm just astounded at how many of them. Well, why don't you? 
I mean, uh, like hearing, hearing, hearing uh, Andy talk to, you know, he, he kind of, a lot of this kind of comes from Andy kind of filling us in on some of the backstories of some of these songs and hearing how you would pass him and John, these piano, you know, you, you'd orchestrate obsessed or something on piano and be like, right. here, learn this. It'd be like, fuck you. Uh, how am I going to learn this on guitar and bass? Um, and I haven't stopped. Now I'm fucking myself over. Yeah. yeah. Now you're doing Why it. did I write this? I can't play it. God damn it. Yeah. But it's been it's been amazing to to just sort of realize, how, you know, how much of the sound is really uh, I mean, it's responsible. You're, you're all responsible for it, of course. But how much of the composition was really you? And and I don't know. Back in the day. Now, I think you do. But back in the day that people gave you enough credit for that. So that's been a that's just been a, a, a fucking joy. And I don't think we ever need it. But um, I mean, it's certainly one of the things we try to do as we go through the catalog. Who do you think? You know, as oh, yeah, yeah, song, like, yeah. who, who do you think wrote this one? Like what was the, yeah, it's just, do you think this is John, a John song? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. And I think one of the things that you, I mean, tied into that, that you mentioned was that a lot of the songs came off of you writing the music and then Rob, uh, writing the lyrics, which is really interesting because there's something about No Means No songs that's so, I, I mean, I often kind of say they're kind of holographic, everything plays so well together. The music, the lyrics, it all feels like it's of a piece and not one thing tacked onto the other. I always sort of mythologize that as well. Your brothers. And I think um, Rob, he didn't demythologize that for us, but he sort of recontextualized your relationship yeah, yeah. as brothers in a way. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what do you, how do you got? I mean, this, again, this is a stupid question, but how the fuck did you guys pull that off? That you guys would have a song that sounds so everything almost written at the same time because it worked so perfectly. And yet it sounds like that's not necessarily often what would happen. It sounds like maybe you would put something forward or someone else would put something forward and then lyrics and other parts would be written afterwards. Oh, well, certainly with the songs that I was writing that I just, you know, I've never been a prolific lyr lyricist. Um, so a lot of songs, Robbie wrote himself, of course, music and lyrics. And, um, but then I would arrange the drums for it in, in um, and not necessarily, you know, I would just do it the way I thought the drumming should go. So it was always sort of a, a, a working together with the, uh, with the arrangement of the song. And then, yes, I would write music, but, you know, we would jam these songs and start learning them and the vocals, you know, he would then, you know, I don't know exactly his processes for every song, but, um, but you know the the music and the and the arrangement would sort of you know give him an idea of what the song should be about or give him an mm. idea of the feeling of, of the what the words would be and uh like can't stop talking he was like uh, uh i wrote that and and then he wrote the words for that one and uh and he said yeah it's just like when he listened to the demo can't stop talking just popped into his head <laughs> wow so, and then he just took it from there. Wow. Um, and it's often just, like I said before, I'd let, let them uh, follow the music. Right. Mm -hmm. Not the other mm -hmm. way around. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm, I, there was just a really good uh, synchronicity between my yeah. brother and I. Um, uh, you know, we both kind of played the same way, but from totally from two different angles, you know, from a, from a different right, right. point of view. But it was always the same energy and uh, and how to drive home that energy, to drive home the feeling. I knew how to drive home 
the mm. feeling that mm. he was expressing. I knew how to do that. Right. And, uh, uh, and and so he could pick up on the energy. I think he just picked up on the energy of what I was writing. And, you know, it'd be, oh, this weird keyboard sound. But it's like, no, 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 you just got to imagine it with guitars. And it, <laughs> in my head, it's, a you know, all guitars and rock song, right? right. So it, it just, they had, to, it, they had to get introduced to the sound and the feel. Yeah, and then he would what just he? find some inspiration there and, 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 and do some writing. I mean, who knows where things pop into your head, where it comes from. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, there was, uh, uh, and that was the other kind of, you know, yeah, I thank you very much for your, your compliments on, on my writing. Um, but, uh, that was a thing too. It's like a lot of music and not a lot of lyrics and putting lyrics, you know, having to write more lyric wise. I mean, I'm just hit brick walls all the time. It just, mm. it doesn't come out and, and it fits and starts and, and you have to force yourself to put words to the page sometimes. Yeah, that uh, so must that's be a, a challenge for me. I was going to say a totally different experience with Dead Bob, right? Like you're you, you're you're the whole enchilada there. So you've got pretty much. But pretty I, much. now I'm leaning harder on like Ford, for instance, has mm. written good, good. Yeah, he wrote Get that uh, one song, and there's uh, probably two, three more on the next album that he's well, certainly two that he's written the lyrics for, and right. probably a third. Um, so yeah, because he's a very prolific writer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it just and, oozes out of the guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, in, in, in what I've discovered, I think about myself uh, as a musician that I'm, I'm really an arranger. That's really uh, where what I am, uh, mm -hmm. more so than anything else musically. I mean, I can play the drums, I can perform, and I can write music. But what I really do, what I really like to do, is arrange uh. music and uh much to the chagrin of some of the yeah, songwriters like when, when, when i'm changing their songs like no two I think we should do this and, <laughs> you know why are you putting horns on this thing well because yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know mm -hmm. so it can be frustrating like yeah like i say it's like i kind of taken liberties like with byron's song too like byron byron wrote the words to just breathe oh okay mm -hmm. Shit. in mm -hmm. fact he wrote a lot of that song most of that song um, but I changed it so much that it's kind of a, you know, kind of a 50, 50 co-write because I literally just tore a song apart and put it back together again. <laughs> it, you I know, hope, but, hope he was okay with that. Yeah. He seemed <laughs> yeah. to be all right with it. And the end went, wow, that sounds better. <laughs> he was happy. <laughs> nice. You nice. Know, That's he, a pretty he good just fire. had a demo. He had a demo <laughs> and, and that opening riff, that fade in of the yeah. guitar on the top yeah. of the, he had that, that was like a bridge in his song. Oh shit. And when I listened oh, to the so demo, I went, that's the song. That's, that's mm -hmm. the song right there. <laughs> that bridge. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a bridge. It was kind of the, the, uh, the, the verse and the verses were kind of his choruses. And, and it was like, no, it's the other way around. I mean, definitely this song was the other way around in my head. And, and at the same time, my partner at the bar and my good friend in Quebec, Isaac, uh, Tremblay, uh, he was, uh, they had a contest to write a jingle for his beer for the Pooza Fest, for this, for the Pooza Fest. And it's a campaign. So he said, John, you write something, write something and, and submit it. And, uh, Did and you? I said, ah, sure. And I had just oh, started working on Byron's song and I listened to that intro and I already decided that I want to rearrange this song. 
And I took that intro, and and the reason why that song fades in because that's what I did for for the commercial. Oh wow. no! I took that song and faded it in, and it comes up to the big build up, and then it's like you know, the Trudeau Diable LCD. It was all over <laughs> in thirty great. seconds. Oh, that success! Wow. <laughs> And, uh, and then I just went back to the, well, okay, that's how the song's going to start. <laughs> nice. Very Without cool. the beer references. Without the beer references. <laughs> yeah. well, that's fucking great. But yeah, I really, I, you know, and I, and I, you know, when you say, was Byron all right with that? I was like, you know, I was kind of like, uh, okay, well, I kind of changed the words and I, I kind of rearranged this whole thing. What do you think? And because that's, you know, he, that's, that's the arranger or the yep. producer. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I listen to this and they, you know, this is a great song. You just got it backwards. <laughs> what well, was it Rob said? Call it the, the inversives. What was the song? It was, <laughs> it, it was too long. Oh, he said he was Rob talking about um, Joyful Reunion and how you oh, forced yeah, him to too, cut out a bunch much. of it because <laughs> like, it's too long. He's like, but long. I want to say the rest of this. But no. turns out you were right. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you've, it's, you've done it now. Now it's wearing out its welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice. if you, did you ever hear the my remix of uh, Ghosts? Yes, oh, that, that Ghost oh live performance. First the of all, of time, is incredible. Jesus and yeah, the it Ghosts was, of Time is incredible. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's the same thing. I just did that. I was in the same time. I was doing all these other demos and fucking mm. around. It's like you know what? This song got way too bloated. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to just arrange it uh, uh, the way I. You know, I just again, it's like the whole song is really that riff, and right. the whole middle part, it's great, it's good lyrics and and whatnot, but it, it just kind of was heavy. That drum was, shuffle, it, man! Oh my god! Oh yeah, no the shit. beginning of that song is some of the the beginning of Ghosts that you turn into Ghosts of Time is in my some of my most favorite music you guys ever wrote. That drum shuffle in the beginning of that is unfucking real. Well, and thank you, thank you very I, much, and that's kind of I, what I was thinking—that that's the I song right it. there. I that, love yeah. that so much. Again, I mentioned this in what about two hours oh. ago. You know, sometimes it's just that riff, right? And that's it, mm-hmm. right. right? Shuffle. You oh. don't need to go really. You don't have to stray too far, right? Right. And I felt the same way. I was like, really, I re- I really like that riff, and then the it's song so in the end was good, but we never really played it live. It just got mm. too ponderous, and mm. and for mm-hmm. a show, it, it just brought the energy down. Sure. Yeah. And um uh, and so I just I just did it for my own. Oh, that's so, just for my own so hard pet project, and and cut yep. it, you know, and I deliberately didn't cut it that well, so it sounds absolutely like cut. <laughs> and then I, and then I just. Put a synthesizer over the whole thing. <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. Well, I love it. But it was that, fun. It was fun cutting up Rob's lyrics and trying to digest it. You know, right? Like mm-hmm. actually, kind of give it a different meaning. Hmm. But taking just his vocals and cutting them into little bits and, hmm. and and digesting the whole song. Yeah, I was really happy. I wanted. I was thinking of releasing that. I know Chedzi put it out on the. Came out what on the on the website? Or yeah, You're no, talking that's about should... Ghosts of Time, right? Yeah, Ghost but uh, Ghosts of Time, uh, Ghost of time yeah. yeah, the actual like a uh, uh, version that you you know. I never saw that's that not just the live video. version, right? We've only seen that. I think that I've video. only ever seen the live version. Yeah, oh, that video. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That needs well, to I was yeah, I was uh, yeah, that maybe yeah, yeah. I'll we'll probably see. put that out. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Well, nice. listen, John. I think that's a good full circle moment to say we've taken two hours of your time, which I cannot thank you enough for that. 
Yes. Um, and coming back to full circle with this idea of the riff being key. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know for me that I'm going to be able to get up to Canada, even though I'm trying. I know these fuckers will probably get to see at least one or two shows for and everyone else who has any possible way of getting up there. Go fucking see these shows. Are you kidding me? And then yeah. the rest of us will just do whatever sort of black magic we can to uh, help, <laughs> uh, help make that happen. Uh, well, just, uh, yeah, like I say, we're trying to make plans yep. for next year. And, uh, and, uh, and I was talking to Tim. I, I talked to him on time to time. And, Tim Soylent? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I'd love to do some shows with victims family. Of course he has not a lot of time in the year to do things like that, but, and, um, yeah. And, you know, first thing next year, really, like I was saying before, if we're going to go anywhere, the, the direction would be South. So, excellent. uh, we have to sort out things like, you know, how we're going to get our paperwork and all that for the oh, border. Yeah. That bullshit. Uh, you know, I haven't been a member of the union, you, you know, up in Canada, everybody has to join the AFM, the American mm. Federation of Musicians in order to get sponsored. Mm. So you can get your P2s and cross the border and play. Oh, shit. Otherwise it, it's hugely time consuming and fucking expensive. Right. Uh, but right. through the union they, as their sponsor, that's kind of the tried and true way of getting your paperwork done at a reasonable cost in a reasonable okay. period of time. But like I say, these time periods are, you know, like everything else, the U S government now is like, you know, takes a lot longer to get shit done. And, you know, just, it's just not quite God damn it. as easy it was as it no. was no. 30 years ago. I know someone with an Airstream. Let's just get this shit done. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they can, uh, Airstream them right, right, right through the bureaucracy, then right. we'll, be, uh, we'll be in good shape. Well, yeah, I'm really hope that uh, everything goes well in November and and that we uh, uh, see ourselves coming down to California. Very good. There's, you know, so. the idea maybe is to get out to South by Southwest. Which oh, is, sweet. Which is, I think, the second week of March. Yeah, it's a good goal. Good fucking yeah. goal. Okay. That's okay. great. I know that uh, our, our the fellow I've been working with, a guy named James McLean, who I met in like 1985, our first tour out to Ontario, in mm. London, Ontario. He's, he was the drummer for a punk rock band called October Crisis. Oh, yeah. He nice. played a couple shows, slept on his couch kind of thing, and <laughs> saw him a couple times after that. Then he moved off to Montreal, and, and he the band broke up. He wasn't playing anymore and got into booking and managing. And, and now he's been doing that all his life. And I just reconnected with him and... Nice. Still the Great. same guy he was. Very nice man, and um, and uh, yeah, they he works for a, quite a large booking and management uh, company called Atomic Music Group. Hmm. They're they got lots of rap and country and stuff like that down in the states, but he's uh, he's uh, the president of the Canadian division of that company. Hey, <laughs> nice. There you go. I just went straight to the top. Straight and, to the top. <laughs> Pull those off to the boss. That's right. And uh, anyway, so they've got their whole, they got their own stage there. Oh, wow. They, they got oh. their own shit down at that South by South. Oh, nice. So. Oh. And I think DOA is also going to be down there because uh, they got a documentary movie oh, airing this year there. Maybe we'll come down and play some shows with DOA too. Oh, Ooh, man. Wow. They're coming here. They're coming here November 5th. I'm going. I was hoping you guys could tag along with them. <laughs> yeah, not but I know then, that, but, that's, that's pretty soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they, I don't know if they're going to be playing shows to get down to South by Southwest, but I think Joe is going to be there anyway. I don't know. We'll see. I hope see so. See if we can yeah. make something happen. 
Yeah, yeah that's great. Excellent. That's great. Well, John, thank you very much again. Super, super stoked to have you on. In incredibly excited that there's uh, material for the new album in the can, and we'll all uh, eagerly await uh, await that. Yeah, sure. well, get, now it's artwork. And it's now always it's artwork. like artwork. Yeah. You always got to start your artwork long before you even begin writing <laughs> an album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The artwork takes forever, you know. You, Right in the album, a snap. It's like, oh, what are we going to put on the cover? <laughs> oh, big decisions. Well, <laughs> well, uh, I know many of us are hoping that we'll get to see you. It sounds like many of us will, which we're very excited about. Thanks yeah. so much for all the fucking music over the years and how thrilled we are that you're making incredible new music. That's that's mm -hmm. a that's a big gift for all of us. Well, yes, thank you very much. Thanks for all your kind words and, um, and for enjoying it. Absolutely. I did. Yeah. And Absolutely. now I'm going to Go out there and try to enjoy it some more. Excellent. Oh, Very good. We're waiting. We we're gonna, are waiting. We're going we're gonna to pull the kids in our wake and make sure that they all uh, discover not only your we're new stuff, We're all middle aged. We have too. a little bit of disposable income. Exactly. Yeah. And we want to give it to you. All right, buddy. Thank you Thanks very so much, buddy. And John, I'm going to ask you, you to not hang up quite yet. Uh, I'm going to oh, stop yeah, the podcast, right. but I got to make sure that your shit gets uploaded or else this whole interview. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, so, of course. But for everybody yeah. else, I'm going to say, go ahead, uh, go ahead and shut off the podcast. We're done with you and you can all just, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and hopefully uh, you can come and visit us uh, in Lund here again. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. And for the okay. rest of you out there, you know what to do. Just go ahead and uh, fuck off. <laughs>